As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. It's only a I'm about a Dr. Pepper's team. Yes, right hello. I was wondering well, if you it. could play I'm that song again. No, 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 no. Albany no. University no. Arborist. Hello, Alex Hedgepath. Oh, yes, my goodness. Now, what you got to say about that? We do not care. I was at Drop the donut. He was pregnant. Let's see Paul Allen's donut. Hello, my name is Gustavo. They're all. Who was on crack? Hello there. Hey. A water. You free tonight? Yes. I heard Spider Man was there. I'm shooting the size of the Nike logo is not up to snuff to my life right now. And I look at him and I say, need good morning to you. This just Davis Sports Animal Crew. What do you mean, Teotihuacan? I have learned my lesson. I'm not wearing pants today. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971, and your home for Compact Discourse since 2017. As always, I am your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside my color man and the incomparable Alex Houston and some special guests along for the ride today. Welcome to this first hour of the final episode of Compact Discourse. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers, as we always do, from the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex, as well as around the world, however you may be tuning in this fine Thursday morning, uh, whether that be on your terrestrial radio, through the information superhighway at wegalfm.com, or if you are tuning in after the fact on transistor.fm, or by listening to our podcast, we are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, as always, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios here in the Harold Mellon Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where right now it is a beautiful spring morning. It is 74 degrees and sunny outside on this Cinco de Mayo. This is Compact Discourse, of course, for the final time. We wish you a most sincere good morning from everybody here at the show and everyone here at WEGL as we will kick things off the only way we know how by throwing it over to Davis. Davis, how are you doing today? I heard Spider-Man was there. Oh, ho, ho. I'm doing good. Um, got here a minute before it started as usual. And I had a crazy dream last night, so it's I mean, it's it's just like a regular day. Business as usual here on Old CD. We also have another fan favorite. We got Alex joining the show today. Alex, good morning. Would you call me such a fan favorite, Jack? I don't know if you've ever that, said such a nice thing on to that? me. I'm a fan. Wow. Oh my gosh. He was riffing. Good morning, Jack. It is it is a good a bittersweet day yeah. for our final episode of it's Compact Discord. It's a day to celebrate. It's a day to remember. The bus Indeed. came on time. Yeah, yes, it did. In fact, I actually deliberately woke up at six AM because I would my not have goodness. forgiven myself if I'd missed this episode of Compact Discourse. The stars aligned to bring And I ran to, to the bus here today. E- exactly. That's exactly it's like right. Spider Man. Uh, He's sure. on the side of it. Uh no that was that was uh that was on Tuesday but today it was just a just a oh, stroll okay. on the lady said good morning my favorite bus driver There's of no the way you can make it I thought you hated all the bus minutes. drivers from how you talk about no them. most of them are pretty terrible they don't really know how to drive but that's a whole other discussion I suppose unless it isn't Grayson told me there was a program for students to get their CDL by t- driving the Tiger Transit so well, that makes a lot of sense maybe they're just in training well problem is they're all like eighty so I don't know if they could be in training whoa yeah. Oh, so only only kids can go to college. Oh, that's true. My my for my exam today, my teacher is a graduate uh, teach teaching assistant or a graduate student who's a teacher, and he's like sixty four. So I had the same teacher. Very yeah, cool. he's he's an interesting guy. 
Mm-hmm. All right, we're also going to welcome Mr. Logan Hurston to the show. Logan, how are you doing today? It's good, good. It's good? Woke up 7.30, couldn't miss it. Yeah, great to be here. All right, and we also got station manager Luke on the uh, on the roaming mic. Can you hear me, bud? I Yep, am I coming in? Coming yep. through? Yeah, sounds, sounds pretty good. Yeah, there that mic go. runs a little quiet, but I think it sounds good right now. So we, we had all these times. I've been up since 4.30 actually doing push-ups. Okay. Wow. I'm ready for this. this uh, <laughs> Did this, you get to like nine? I got to actually get to eight. I can usually do. Oh, I can usually do. Tomorrow. I can usually do about nine in four hours. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good. <laughs> How many pretty, is that an pretty hour? Good number. Uh, that's two an hour. Two it's, two uh, point three. three. It's nine nine fourths. I mean, you don't want to overwork yourself. That's, that's right. Uh, you got a good pump going right now. Two point two five. Look at me. Yeah. Oof. He looks jacked right now. He's got gun, a crazy pump. Show. You're just you're just getting ready for uh, the Weagle versus Eagle Eye All Star Game next <laughs> year. Yeah, because you'll be leading the troops into battle once again. I hope you I hope you know that. For Your sure. only hope. Yeah, our only hope. All right. Well, let's jump right into the show. I know it's the final episode, but I, I I think back to one of the first episodes. Do you know what the first topic we ever talked about on Compact Discourse was? Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Joe Biden was, was I there was that for the one first of, episode? I want to say I was. I, are you talking about the original? No, Compact I'm talking Discourse? about the first episode of Compact Discourse back when you had to look through that window. Yeah. Back That's when, when it was about politics. That's why the I guess computer Joe Biden. was over here. Oh. Uh, Joe Biden wasn't really like it was like year two and a half before we even started talking about Joe Biden. Yeah, because let's see, that was like what twenty seventeen. It was fall of two thousand seventeen. Do you guys remember what was in the headlines in fall of two thousand seventeen? Uh, I know Trump did something bad. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, um, the horses in the hospital. It was. Uh, it was sports related. Oh, oh wait, was it? It wasn't Kaepernick, it was sure it? Sure was. Holy cow! Yeah, the first thing we ever Crazy. talked about on Compact Discourse was the. Uh, the whole kneeling situation with the NFL, and then Jerry Jones and the whole team came out and kneeled together. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, bit a bit of a spectacle. But that was our first show. We talked about Aaron Rodgers. We talked about Joe Flacco. Uh, Britt sat in for the first half hour. I mean, I guess he got bored and left. But he said we did a good job, even though we didn't. So <laughs> it was it was it was okay. Yeah, it was um, not too shabby. But at least, I mean, the the first episode was not good, but. Uh, we kind of figured it out by the third year, so um, it was it was it was a learning experience. Are know? we gonna are we gonna hear anything from any former CD members? I, I've talked to Justin earlier this week. He's not gonna be able to talk, but I have a I have a, I have a little message he sent me. All and right, then, um, I got a, a a textbook nebulous message back from Jared. So who knows? I mean, he's asleep right now, for all I know. Nah, uh, Jared doesn't sleep at this time. He's he's been up since probably three thirty yeah, in the morning. He's up at three thirty eating his ice cream as always, <laughs> lighting his candles. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we we I, th- I think Jacob Hillman. I, I he might not be here. I heard he has a tea time at Augusta National today. So, oh, so he might not be able to call. He might call in. You're, you're kidding, right? But he's gonna have to call in. Like I mean, that's that's the like that's the only reason I can think of why he would miss this show is if he got of a tea course. time at Augusta National. You're right. So it's true. Uh, I think that's I think that's what ended up happening. Well, let's just say I saw a certain Snapchat story from a certain bar off campus at about one thirty in the morning. So maybe that. Gives no, it away. he was that's that was in Augusta. Oh, that was in that was morning. in Augusta. Yeah, I mean, Intriguing. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll take your word for it. I'm just, I mean, if you, if, how do you take your? Can tea? you rationalize it that like the only reason you would miss this is if you had a tea time at Augusta National? No, I mean, again, I, if I had missed this, I would have never forgiven myself. You, I would have lived. I would exactly. have been haunted by if this. If you could tour the White House, would you miss CD? Um, do I get to like? Is it? I've like, been on a tour of the White to, House. It's mid. You okay. get to do. You get to do your own thing. Oh yeah. wait, you go anywhere? That's because like so they, you know the most I, tours I know. that you you, I, oh, I know. you know that's. 
That's what I mean by you. You can go any. You, you can, can do like, what you want. Use the bathroom and the Lincoln bedroom and Ooh. stuff. Oh, you could take a nap. Or you remember the episode of Cory in the House where they do that? Yes, of course. That's a that's that's a good one. I think I'd miss CD for that. Maybe. Could yeah. If Jawan Howard was there, like in the West Wing. If you could play some three on three with Jawan Howard and Toby Ziegler, I think and Bradley I would. Whitford. Yeah. <laughs> West Wing moment. West Wing, indeed. And then, uh, yeah, so we, we talked about politics for quite some time. We had some, some very special guests on the old CD. We had uh, Mike Rogers and Mallory Hagan back when they were um, running for um, the Alabama Congressional District here in East Alabama. They, uh, they were special guests on the show back in the fall of 2018. So we've come quite a long way. Things, things look very different than they used to. I think it was the, the renovation of the board that really uh, made – or the, the – ta- the, the broadcast table in here that really brought things together. Indeed. I'd say. And then every, uh, I think most of the final episodes of Compact Discourse in this original form, we did have Jared on the show as a special guest. The voice of reason, I think we call Oh, the poli sci Yeah, we always qualified that he had a poli sci minor. <laughs> that works. That works. And now, now you've come so far that the Tuesday episode of Compact Discourse version 2 was called Get Shrek. So definitely a, diff- a different tone from previous years. That's right. Well, today we're going to talk exclusively politics the whole time. Oh, be like regular. <laughs> that's right. We're going to talk about uh, court court packing. Oh yeah, and what it means for democracy. Intriguing. Every time we okay, got, open my goal is to get to thirty five hundred justices. Open your textbooks to page seventy eight. <laughs> uh, no, we won't be talking about that. There's a reason I stopped doing compact discourse like that because it was boring. Frankly, <laughs> I like politics, but uh, I am not a good politics presenter. So. I, uh, I took a back seat, and I joined the Extra Point, which was uh, what morphed into the episodes of Compact Discourse that you hear today, and it's what inspired pretty much everything that goes on on this show and helped me build a lot of relationships with the people that help make this thing happen. So that got started, I believe, in the... Um, I want to say the spring of 2018. That makes sense, because the way you guys had described it, it had been around for about a year when we joined. We talked, oh yeah, the first things we talked about was the Super Bowl, the the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl. That game sucked. Uh, yeah, so we talked about And then, like, our, we Jared was trying a few things. Like, he used to, like, clip out funny moments from the show after a week until that got exhausting. Um, but one of the my first moments on... on uh, the extra point was mourning that the Bud Knight had died in the Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> if you if you'll think back to that, um, but yeah, we had some good times. We talked about the the whole sweet victory. I, I scrolled back to the YouTube page and saw some of the first videos on there, or us talking about what a dud the sweet victory oh my Travis gosh. Scott halftime show was. In I'm still upset about that. And um, yeah, the extra point that was a, a staple of Weagle for quite some time. So that's uh, that's how I got my radio chops as it were even though sometimes you'd have to come in at seven in the morning and it would be cold and i'd have to get up at six and walk all the way here from way off campus it was it was all good because i got to hang out with some really cool people and talk on the radio for two hours every morning and that's uh that's something i won't take for granted that's for sure because it's afforded me the opportunity to do the same in a, in a way that's more comfortable for me here on Compact Discourse, so I hope you've uh, enjoyed being alongside that with me. With that, we're going to take our first PSA break of 16, this uh, this show. Yes, that's right. 
We will be hanging out until noon here on WEGL 91.1 FM. If you've got something you want to share about the extra point, compact discourse, or otherwise, you can call in at 334-844-9345, or you can send us a tweet over at the Compact Discourse Twitter account that is at CDiscAU on Twitter at CDiscAU. I'm Jack Carr, joined alongside Alex and Davis, Logan and Luke. We'll be hanging out with you until noon. Like I said, we'll be back in about two minutes with some more of the show. Do not go anywhere. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll, Alex Houston, Logan Hurston, and station manager Luke Walker. We are coming at you live from the Harold Melton Student Center here on the campus of Auburn University, where right now it is another beautiful spring day, as we have been blessed with so many of so far this semester. Cannot take that for granted as we are finally nearly at the conclusion of exam week and the academic year. So congratulations to all those who have completed your exams already. Good luck to those who still have exams to take. And another big congratulations to all of our graduating seniors out there, myself included, and as well as Weagle members Aaron and Will and Jacob Hillman and Grayson Moyer and some others. Gavin, there's some more. JP? Uh, yeah, not JP. He hasn't, he hasn't fulfilled his... Technically not. Yeah. Oh, that's I, true. I'm not going to... It's getting there. <laughs> that guy, he's slippery. He might just slip out of this degree. <laughs> he might go work on a fishing boat. Oh, Lord. As God intended. All right. <laughs> to, right now at Auburn University, as I was mentioning, it is a beautiful spring day. It is 74 degrees and sunny. A beautiful spring morning here. It is going to warm up as, uh, as, as is usual when the sun comes out. It should get up to about 84 by about noon, and 89 is your high for today. If you're out in the sun, looking ahead to the weekend, we are going to have some severe thunderstorms tomorrow, so I believe commencement might be getting moved inside by all likelihood to Neville Arena. But on Saturday and Sunday, we are looking at two beautiful days, highs in the 70s and 80s, with partly cloudy and very minimal chances of rain. We do have a big series coming up against Arkansas in baseball that gets kicked off tomorrow. I believe you can get discounted tickets with a friends and family discount if you're a student. Uh, Just check your student email for that, and you'll be able to visit Plantman Park with your family and watch the Auburn Tigers, who are a very good baseball team, take on another good baseball team in the visiting Arkansas Razorbacks as they look to get a good seed heading into Hoover at the end of this month for the SEC baseball tournament. And that was your weather report and baseball report. We always tie those together. For Eagle Weather. Boom. Exciting. Alex, thoughts? Thoughts on what? It, it, weather or baseball? Uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate the um, – the Auburn weather itself, because I can avoid the fact that it is scorching by the end of May. Thankfully, school ends in April, but some of these days I've been sweating on the way home, and it's you know I've had I've had to deliberately avoid gray t-shirts because you know you you know you don't want to get like the light colored t-shirts. Gray t-shirts, then, yeah. Then you start sweating. It's like the Weagle 50th. That thing is like in a box somewhere. I, I'm not gonna be pulling that thing out until like December. So <laughs> yeah, the Weagle 50th, and then the the Under Armour Ball Four More shirt. Remember that from the Final Four year? No, I do not. Okay. I, know, I was not here for the Helmet Final Four year. All the time, the right? Oh wait, and, yes, and the one that Chris wore. That yes. one, that one, 
will show sweat even if you're not sweating. I swear. Oh lord, it's, that's unfortunate. It's uh, I have like an an Auburn one that's like it's not. What's like the there's a there's like a color that describes it because it's not like just gray. It's um, I can't remember. This is a this is a bad story. Awesome, but. Tungsten. Anyway, Wolfram or tungsten. It's 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 a bad one too, man. It's a that's why I enjoy I, I enjoy the solution? cold months here. What's that? Wear an undershirt. <laughs> yeah, but it never shows. I don't, don't want to do that, Davis. But does the undershirt prevent the underarm sweat? I've never had the issue with it. I guess maybe my underarms don't sweat. I, my back sweats more than my underarms. How do you keep the uh, the undershirt dry? Well, the undershirt can take the beating. It's a lost cause. How many, how many layers do we go with? It's just, it's just these two. If you want to keep the undershirt dry, you have to wear an undershirt for the undershirt. That seems redundant. Well, mm. look, man, I don't do it, but I'm just saying, if you, you want to... It's a paradox. It's a whole thing. Indeed it is. I don't well, know, man. You're antiperspirant, Alex. But I try. <laughs> Logan, I noticed uh, the other day you were wearing your special summer hat. Do you, do you change your wardrobe <laughs> out for the summer? Is, is it like a different closet you rotate? Yeah, for sure. Crocs stay on all year round, and then I change between shorts and pants. But even though it's summer, for some reason I'm wearing a jumper today. So It's pretty a cool. A jumper. Do the Crocs occasionally go into sport mode? They, they're in sport mode right now. Oh, they're they're in sport mode. I always got to stay, stay prepared, there? man. You is never that the know. Green Goblin? That is the Goblin. He, he heard Spider-Man was there. Uh-oh. I heard Spider-Man was there. Ooh. Finish it! Is that official Nike merch? No. <laughs> <laughs> misery, misery, misery. What's your favorite Green Goblin co- quote, Jack? Um, I like we're not so different, you and me, just because because, because of the visual component. Of when him, he hits him in the head. Of him, like, kicking it back <laughs> on that roof. We're not so different. That's, that's a classic. Needed or keep it on the Goblin fit with, his, uh, with the Jordans. <laughs> I'm I'm keeping that. You're not. You're. I, don't, ke- I, don't I think know. I'd wear that. I might wear it for like a goof. I'd wear I that to Sky. I wouldn't step out in that. <laughs> My, I love the the where he he pretends to be Norman at the end. He's like Peter, and then he says Godspeed, Spider Man, and then makes that like face, and then he <laughs> don't tell Harry. <laughs> Spider Man thoughts overall Sp- on this, the same Raimi movie because they came out like 20 years ago yesterday. They did all three of them. The third all one came out like 15 if you wanted years if ago. you want to ignore the third one, you can. I but did. just uh, the, the third as, one's funny. As the Spider Raimi Spider Man overall, which I was, Empire. this was like the year of Spider Man for me. I had never seen Spider Man before. And I enlightened him. I I oh, quite nice. enjoyed it. I liked the Raimi movies a lot. They uh, it it was nice seeing Spider Man. The Spider Man Raimi movies have a lot of memes associated with them, and as a reformed redditor, I really <laughs> appreciated seeing where all those memes came from, especially the. The scientist one mm-hmm. and the one with with Harry looking down at Peter at the that's a classic one yeah in that's the church, excellent just looking no at no, no in the, 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 the opera or whatever at, with with disdain oh you're right you're right <laughs> yeah so that's a classic I quite enjoyed the Spider-Man films they uh, provided plenty of laughs and Spider-Man I co- Two is undefeated I don't co- get them started on the 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 Tom Holland ones uh oh not a fan eh not really. There you go. Let's see Paul Allen. Michael Keaton was very underutilized. I agree. Michael Keaton is often under, underutilized. Well, I was excellent. I would tend to agree. You get to see him in Morbius now, so there you go. No. No. <laughs> no. Just, a, oh, go ahead, Davis. They don't need uh, – just know that the Doctor Strange movie is directed by Sam Raimi. Our man. Oh. And some of the major criticisms of it are, oh, it's too much of Sam Raimi's style. There's and I'm not like, enough cameos great. people are That's complaining That's the point. About. We want Sam Raimi's style. Good. Make it happen. I good. mean – And I said, good. 
It's gonna be good. And plus, did you see that he? Uh, so he's been like getting giving a lot of interviews, and people have asked him a lot of questions about Spider Man. And yeah, one he said, he said seeing Tobey Maguire in No Way Home made him a little emotional. And I was like, oh, that's, that's good. Uh, that's and then he also finally confirmed essentially what everybody already knew, but the whole uh, montage of Bully Maguire is just supposed to be. Peter's version of being cool, when in reality it yeah. is stupid. Which that's been like essentially the main defense of people that like that movie is the idea that he's supposed to be stupid. Because a lot of people took it seriously and said, why is he acting this way? It's dumb. But the whole gimmick is that it's what a lonely nerd thinks is cool, when in reality wearing all black and doing the... Nobody can see is that, stupid. No, Nobody can see Get that. On up. That's what Brian Harson was doing at RVD last night. I, honestly, <laughs> he I had bet. his hair. He, he had his the, hair he down. The, the symbiote got him. That's, <laughs> why his, that's why he was wearing. That's why. That's why all the scandal happened. The symbiote was on him. Oh my goodness! He's in his Davis. bully Maguire face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. Hey, I just. I'm just speaking he, he, the truth. He, he, <laughs> I think it's a good defense. I mean, uh, your honor, Squid Game. It wasn't me. Squid sources. Sources tell me that. Coach Brian Harson did make an appearance at the library last night wearing a vest. And, uh, the vest was throwing it off. Looked like a flotation device. Do I, did you jump zip? So wait. Eh, I've heard that joke before. From Back to the Future. If yeah. Harson is supposed to be Spider-Man in this scenario, then who's his venom? The, the board symbiote. of trustees, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Rain. They're good. He's gonna take the symbiote. Yeah, ye- from oh yeah. It's about to say instead of being a black symbiote, the symbiote is yellow for yellow wood. If, if it ain't got the yellow tag, I don't want it. It's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's going on. Exam week's always it's a good week for 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 social media, I'd say. Yeah, remember when Octavia Spencer did the War Dam Finals cram in uh the in the Edge like last last semester? Yes. I remember the big line. What, what, yeah. What was on the other side of the line? Uh, I don't know. I didn't go. Octavia Spencer? Uh, no, she wasn't there. But apparently what? it was. Well, it was like you know, it was like a fundraiser that she like financed and like backed, and it was oh. yeah, it was. It Everyone was got a free meal at free the food. Edge. Free meal at the Edge, and the Edge has pretty decent food. Hey! Uh-oh. Hash it out, you two. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. Average edge enjoyer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, as a guy who has to go pretty often because of swipes. I as someone who either had a choice between eating chicken sandwiches five days a week or getting at least some sense of variety, I'll take the ever, edge any day of the week. You ever heard about cooking, Alex? <laughs> By chance? Well, okay, yeah, but also due to uh, being on campus, I have those five meal swipes. So it almost would seem like a waste of my time and money to actually buy my own food when my food is readily available. Your mom buys all your food. No, she average, doesn't. Average I see all the food that, Look, <laughs> it takes 20 minutes, it's delicious, and it's protein heavy. Davis, I tried to cook in your apartment a few times over the summer, and I nearly died. Well, some people... Don't know how to use uh, old rickety. Yeah, yeah, some of us aren't as bougie as you in 160. I, I put I put the pot of water on the stove and it leaned over to the side and spilled over. Oh, Alex, I feel like it's a pretty it's a pretty easy fix. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Your oven was like would cook things at 700 degrees. What's that about? I don't live there anymore, so why does it matter? Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta see your new place by the way. Is that a threat? Invite me over. It's now Davis. the Alex and Davis show. Yeah, you have a potluck. Yeah. Ooh, bring, bring your pots, a pot ooh. latch, pot, Dr. Burke. Pot of water over to Davis's new Legal place. We'll see if it's through the lens cookoff. It will. Oh, let's do it. To, um, if it's a fish and rice off, y'all are getting, getting destroyed. I don't even know what that is, but oh, yeah, sure. What? It's a Disney Channel movie. It's a Disney Channel movie. Oh, well. Oh, wait. Well, yeah, movie? I do. It had uh, Orlando it Bloom in it. Yeah. Not a, uh, Eddie's Million Orlando Brown. I don't know that one. It's it's basically High School Musical, but with food. Do you remember that movie, The Luck of the Irish? Yes. Oh, yeah. Crazy movie. Crazy movie. There you go. Timothy Osmondson? <laughs> yes. Oh, Munson. 
That guy. You know, From Psych? Frankenstein's monster. He was in my dream, you know what I was he was in my dream last night. Oh? Yeah. Uh-oh. Do tell. Was, he, I just, it was like close a, out the segment with your dream. It was uh, It's a little, it's pretty complicated. So I might have to, I, I'll, I'll pun it to later. Storyboard. Did someone say Orlando Bloom was in this movie? I said, or, I rec- re- changed it to Orlando Brown. Yeah, because you're, you're okay. Yeah, sorry. Who was also in That's So Raven. In my dream, Timothy, there was like two pictures of Timothy Munson, one with him with a beard and one without. And I was like, oh, it's... The two, from the two sides. <laughs> that, that's it. Oh, okay. There's a lot more to the dream than that, but that's all he was in. That's the that's the the beats. Yeah. All right. With that, we are going to head to our second break. It is the bottom of the hour. It is 8:30. On the other side of this break, we are going to have the secret bottom of the hour song, the first of four here on our four-hour show. So do not go anywhere. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex and Davis and Luke and Logan. This is the final episode of Compact Discourse. Thank you for choosing to spend your Cinco de Mayo morning. Manana, if you will, hanging out with the show. We'll be back in about two minutes. You can follow us on comp- on Twitter at Compact Discourse at CDiscAU. That's at CDiscAU, and you can follow the station on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WEGL underscore AU. Do not go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. That was when the levee breaks off of Led Zeppelin four. That is an album that I have listened to at least more than once, I would say. I used to listen to it on the golf course because it's one of those albums you can just listen to all the way through. The Levy Broke in here. Levy Broke in here, and Compact Discourse was unreleased into the world. So that was a... It's like Batman. That was a theme song for the old Compact Discourse just because I thought, I don't know, it was like kind of politically tinged, but also a good song, so... We shall see. If you wanted to go fully politically tinged, wouldn't a Rage Against the Machine song been a... I guess, but at the same time, we were kind of like an NPR boring talk show, so... I get you. You kind of had to be a little more subtle. Fair, fair. So, uh, Davis, you had a little dream? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Did I? I? I woke up and I wrote it this morning, but it also involved you and Mr. one Mr. Jacob Hillman. Jacob Hillman. So, it started... When I came into work on a Sunday in like a Bizarro Haley Center. Very well. And I figured out, oh yeah, we're closed. So I left. I saw some people I knew in there. It didn't really matter. And then I got lost in the Haley Center, the Bizarro Haley Center. But once I got out, I was skateboarding around. And it was like really wet. But that's not where the crazy stuff happens. It happens when we got to like a room where people were like playing games on a computer. And I saw someone I knew, so I went and talked to them. And they introduced me to this girl named Billie Jean. And I went, like the like the Michael Jackson song, she went, no. So it wasn't spelled like that. <laughs> okay. And it was for like some sorority called like BG. Okay. So what would that be, Beta Gamma? But that's not a real sorority. That is correct, not a real sorority. And maybe it was from Brassfield and Gory. That could be it. Maybe. And then for some reason, uh, the Billie Jean girl tried to hand me like a pill. She was like, here, take some calcium. I went, okay. And I took it. She went, I could have just poisoned you. I don't trust you now. I went, what? And then for some reason, <laughs> we got, it's a dream. So it's not going to make a lot of sense, people. I just, I'm just laughing at the, I went like, what? <laughs> and then something else happened. We ended up on a beach. Or like we were walking by, me, you and him were walking by a beach. And then they were there. And we had to run because they were going to kill us or something. Her and the whole sorority. So we were running, and then both my shoes fell off. I was running in socks, and then you and Hillman like went to the left, and y'all came in in a golf cart, 
and I hopped on and we rode off. And then we like you you were driving, you were whipping it just like your golf your golf course days, I reckon. That's right. And you were driving really fast, but then we came up on like a cliff. It was more like a man made, like it just like it dropped and like you like skidded to a stop and then we ran across it like we we tiptoed across it and we found like some fences that we jumped over and then we went through a hole in the fence and then we were walking down a long desert road and then we saw some old people at like a restaurant and we had to hide from one of the bg girls and scene there i think that was it yeah just brilliant and i had no shoes your recollection of that's impressive I wrote it all down. I would have oh. it otherwise. Is this? Is that's it? not all of it. Oh, keep going. Then. There's well, that's that's all I can remember. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. So it doesn't sound as crazy recalling it now, but like in the dream, it was like a spy movie. Sometimes I remember I, running. It was crazy. Sometimes I try to write down my dreams, but like the, it's it's more like visual. You know, it's like some very like distinct, but. Just remembering the dream in the moment helps me recall it later. Mm-hmm. Like I can recall, I wrote down a the the only thing I wrote down from this dream was haunted Ned's declassified school, <laughs> and that wasn't really an apt description. Looking crubs in, it. yeah. But uh, the 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 visuals were very, this is probably like based on anxieties about graduating. I had if I had to guess, but it was uh, it was a very scary school I was in, and it was haunted and. Was it Ned's Declassified? Was there a school did you survival have, I guide? I was going to say. It was loosely, if I had the guide, I might have been a little less afraid. But uh, it, it, I wasn't really like, it wasn't like a scary dream. It was just. The, like an anxiety dream? Yeah, like the visuals were just like unnerving, you know. I used to have dreams like that a lot about school. Like I'd show up, I mean, you know, like without pants or something. Dreams usually aren't like that? fun, you know. You're usually like. They're a look into your psyche. I, Maybe I'm scared of sororities or something. I just who isn't scared it. of sororities? Scared of wearing shoes. I was just in socks when we were in the desert. Then. It was like that really long desert in California that rain goes on. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like that one. Was it like where Forrest Gump decides to stop running? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. And but like there was like a restaurant on the side of the road, and we saw one of the girls from the sorority, so we had to hide our faces. But I feel like we look pretty distinct. But you know, it's a whole thing. Pretty standard dream fare. We'll be back. That is it for the third segment of the show. I have we'll, to go. We will be back. Alex, Bye, Alex. is going, Bye, Alex. but I've, if I, much like General MacArthur, he shall return. Is what I hear. Yes, that's correct. All right, well, we anxiously await the return of Alex as we continue the show. The show rolls along. It's 8:45 in the morning here on this fifth day of the fifth month, the 2022nd year of our Lord. Asus. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis and Logan now, hanging out with you until noon. So keep it right here for the final episode of the show. We'll be right back for the final segment of this first hour in just a little bit, so do not go anywhere. Okay, folks, welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on the Big 91. That is 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com, coming at you live from the 
Harold Melton Student Center. We are approaching the final segment of the first hour. Thank you all for joining us, and thank you to Alex for hanging out with us earlier in the show. Who was we're, that guy? We're going to roll <laughs> along. Um, the news continues to be the news, is what I hear. Um, having a hard time finding anything to talk about this morning that is newsworthy. There was Sadly. that pig that drank 10 beers and attacked a bear. That's what I heard. I heard it was a cow. Oh, it was a cow. But yes. did you it was know, a bear, would be even Did crazy. you know that a pig stole 10 beers from a campsite, mm-hmm. drank them all, and then fought a cow? How do you think it drank it? I f- it can't open it. It can, like, bite it open with its teeth, teeth maybe. Throw its head back. Throw it back. I don't think it. I've I, seen I've seen that done by a few pigs in my day. If it was a monkey, I I'd be on board. Oh, I've seen monkeys drink beers. I've seen monkeys stealing alcohol, drinking it. I think they could attack a. Um, I've seen a bear. Cow. I haven't seen it, but I know of a bear that did cocaine. Really? Oh yeah, they're making a movie about it. Coke bear. They make movies about anything nowadays. They really will. Just wait for the compact discourse movie. Oh, it's gonna be great. Who would play Davis? I think it's the obvious. John C. Riley. Oh yeah, it's probably that. Will Ferrell or Seth Rogen. Someone was ever here. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. I could be Brendan. Brendan. Who would who would play, play you? Um, Christian Bale. John Krasinski. <laughs> I'll think about it. Timothy Timothy Chalamet with blonde hair. You don't think I could be John Krasinski? I think he could. Oh, you don't think John Krasinski pull, could pull me off? He's I, too I, bulky. I, I think I office. It. He's too John bulky. Krasinski. Has to be Timothy Chalamet. Pull you off. Okay. Like a little skinny guy. Fair enough. Logan, who would play you? <laughs> Probably Jonah Hill. Oh, Inter- that's that's a conflict of interest there. It, it, it would have to be an art movie so he could play both of you. Or uh, nah, nah. Davis is for sure like a Will Ferrell or a John C. Riley. Talking to the mic, I can't hear you. Davis is a for sure Will Ferrell or a John C. Riley. Or Jonah Hill. I mean, I guess you, you s- have you seen him in Art Museum too? Have you seen Brendan? Yeah, he, he has he has the hair. He did he did run away with Night at the Museum too? I must say, if he's in Night at the Museum three, who does it redeem it? No, no. Ooh, I know who would play me. Uh, the big guy off of Cobra Kai. Oh. The one who played Richard Jewell. I, I'm rem- I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Classic. Who would who would be Alex? Oh. Uh, um, yeah. What's his name off the social network? <laughs> that really helps. Andrew Garfield? No, the other one. Jesse Eisenberg? Jesse Eisenberg. Interesting. That's an interesting we choice. We give Jesse Eisenberg a comb over. It's perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if I can trust your fan castings, Logan. <laughs> you cast two. You cast Jonah Hill as two characters. Come well, on. Well, I said you as John C. Riley, then you said yourself as Jonah Hill. So Jack said me as Jonah Hill. Yeah. Rewriting history over there. Look, revision. I mean, history. if Oscar Isaac can play like three characters in one show, why can't Jonah Hill play two? Well, we're not. Compact discourse isn't one person with three personalities. Mm-hmm. It's three people with one. Maybe we're all just fragments of Jack's memory. We don't know. I'm this. projecting. Yeah, we're not real. <laughs> Jack, wake up! Wake up! This is our final attempt to. You've been in a you. coma for five years. Well, Fiji, the I Gamma. No, not quite. <laughs> the nation, sovereign nation of uh-huh. Fiji, has seized a three hundred million dollars super yacht owned by sanctioned oligarch from Russia, Suleiman. Kerm- In no way. Kermov, yeah. Well, does he happen to have any type of headwear? I doesn't. I don't think you would. I, I don't think you would if you had this three hundred million dollar yacht. 
to blow off. Mm-hmm. Um, the 300 foot, 350 foot motor yacht uh, was seized by the Fijian government in uh, response to the uh, new sanctions placed on Russia. So, pretty cool. This yacht seizure should tell every corrupt Russian oligarch that they cannot hide, even though they're in the remotest part of the world. We will use every means of enforcing the sanctions imposed in response to Russia's unprovoked and unjustified war in Ukraine. That's what Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco wrote in a statement recently. So I feel like it would be pretty easy to spot them. Who gets the yacht is what I want to know. It's probably just for the Fijian government now. Like you, They're probably going to auction it off or something. Ooh, <laughs> cool. If it's anything like how America does seizures. Yeah. You go to like a police auction, and there's a $300 million yacht next to all the Crown Vicks. Okay, but the thing is, so <laughs> I wonder if, like, if America did that, what would they start the bidding at? Would they start at, like, asking price, like $300 million? I would do $300 million. I'm not really sure how a police auction I'm works. not really either. We'll give it the Elon. I would like to go to one. My, I'm pretty sure my – oh, it wasn't a police auction. It was something else. Hmm. There was that episode of Psych with the police auction. Yes, there is a police with auction. With the motorcycle. Like- um, that's how that's how you that's how you can get your hands on a Crown Vic these days. Interesting. I gotta get I gotta get me a, to a police auction. You do. Um, so, this boat was taken by Fiji, and now it's theirs. Interesting. Phi Gamma now has a three hundred million dollar <laughs> yacht just sitting outside of their frat house. I wouldn't exactly put it past them. <laughs> I'll be honest. When you said Fiji, I just started. Th- I thought you were talking about the water at first. Oh. Well, that's from that's Fiji. Interesting, interesting, well, yeah, com- but... interesting complication. <laughs> Grayson, you seem like the kind of guy that knows how a police auction works. Uh-oh. Uh, I mean, like, do, do you want me to try and explain it? or? Well, what do they start the asking price at <laughs> oh, for know. a police auction? Okay, so Grayson. I, it depends if on Grayson the object, know, right? nobody like, knows. I, well, we're... So my understanding is that they take like a certain percentage of what they think it's worth, but well, it's, it's not like it's Well, it's a $300 million yacht. It's a $300 million yacht. Yeah, I don't know. Would they start it at three hundred? Oh, no, we'll they wouldn't start it at three hundred million. That's not how auctions work. Well, if it's a government auction, I think it one dollar, no, Bob. What? Just because it's a government auction they're doesn't trying to mean make that money. they throw all that. No, they're not. They're trying to, trying to get rid of it and recoup their losses. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's exactly what it's, it's not for. free seizing a yacht after all. I feel like it. Like they're not losing they're that not much. Trying to, the government, believe it or not, is not really profit driven. Well, it's the. It's the Fijian government. St- okay, the Fijian government, believe it or not, is not necessarily <laughs> profit driven. Nobody, none of us are from Fiji, so we can't we can't cast aspersions. You're casting aspersions. You're also everybody's casting aspersions. I'm not casting dispersions. aspersions. I, I'm cast. I am defending the Fijians from you, Davis. I'm I'm Mr. saying Mr. all governments. I'm last, not I'm not I'm not taking defense. a shot at any Fijians in general. I'm just oh, saying you in, said you said it I is was the referring Fijian to the American government, to government first, and then I said it's the Fijian government that has <laughs> this. Nope. 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 Nice for, try. For anyone nope. who's not on, nope. uh, not in the studio nope. right now, I just made a moving the goalpost nope. symbol. Nope. And Davis wants to deny it because he's That's, losing. You, you missed. Re- you, nope. You can't just say I'm losing. No. 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 Play the sound. Which one? No. Okay. Um. So this is like the third super yacht that has been seized over the past two months, including the largest yacht in the world that was seized by the German officials uh, back in April. Uh, which was linked to a different Russian oligarch, Usmanov. So, why are we seizing all these yachts? They got sanctions on them. Yeah, it's uh, it's like international a, waters. That, no. no, I mean, if, com- if it's in a harbor, it's not international. If waters. you're a Russian, uh, you're getting your boat like taken. That. Basically, yeah. yeah, it's uh, 
You think a little Russian fishing boat, they're going to be like, give me that. Well, uh, yeah, this is what Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco wrote in a statement. She said, last month, I warned that the department had its eyes on every yacht purchased with dirty money. This yacht seizure should tell every corrupt Russian oligarch that they cannot hide even in the remotest corners of the world. So basically, they're uh, sending a message that they, they know that they got these yachts by less than legitimate means, so they're going to snatch them up until the situation. Did they spawn them in using command codes or something? <laughs> they called, uh, they, who do you call in GTA 5? Oh, you called Lester? Lester. Yeah. Crazy. That's how they got it, man. Um, all right. So, $300 million. Congrats, Fiji. You got them. Boom. 18, what, 18 meters high, 106 meters long. It's, it's pretty a big. big boat. Would you want a yacht that big? No. I don't think I'd want a I yacht I wouldn't know what to do with it. I, I don't mean. think I'd want a yacht. You could live on it. The real money is in parking your boat. Anyone can just have a boat. It's true. Mm. You you got to be pretty rich to park a boat like that. Otherwise, you might end up just putting it in the parking lot and getting they're gonna, it stolen by a baseball team. They're gonna throw they're gonna throw <laughs> eggs at you if you move the bridge. Remember that? I do. Did that actually that. happen? Well, what are you talking? They about? put the bridge back. Is what the headline failed to mention. Yeah. So I they probably will throw eggs at you regardless. That's like I'm gonna. Nah, that's not a good comparison. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Put All them right. back down. <laughs> nah, nice try. That is going to do it for the first hour of the show. Thank you to everyone who listened. We have a few more hours to go. We'll be hanging out with you until noon today. So thank you for joining us here on the final episode of Compact Discourse. I'm hanging out with Alex and Davis and Grayson right now. We'll be back in a few minutes to kick off the second hour of the show. You can tweet at us at cdiscau. It's at c-d-i-s-c-a-u if you'd like to join in on the conversation or suggest a topic for the final episode of the show. It's your last chance. So keep it right here on Weagle 91.1 FM and wegelfm.com. We'll be back in a few minutes with the next hour of the show, second of four. And you can follow the station at wegl underscore au on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok as well in the meantime. Thanks for listening. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. It's only a I'm about a doctor from his team. Yes, right hello. I was wondering well, if you it. could play that song again. No, on the radio no, every day. No, no, Auburn University no. Arborist, Alex Hedgepath. Oh, my goodness. Now, what you got to say about that? We do not care. I was at Drop the donuts. He was pregnant. Let's see if Paul Allen's donut. Hello, my name is Gustavo. They're all Who was on crack? You decided to plumb. Hello there. Hey. A water. Free tonight? Yes. I heard Spider Man was there. But I'm trying to see Paul. The size of the Nike logo is not up to snuff to my life right now. And I look at him and say, need good. This just a Davis Sports Animal Crew. What do you mean, they won't be I have learned my lesson. I'm not wearing pants today. Welcome back to the show. This is the final episode of Compact Discourse. It's a party in here in the Bradley Basin WEGL Studios. For my final show here on WEGL, we're hanging out until noon. That's right, four hours of compact discourse to make up for lost time and to celebrate times to come. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll. We've also got Logan incoming. What are you, you going to be a sophomore? Yes, sir. Okay, so three more years of Weagle on the docket for Logan. 
very least. So we're uh, a passing of the torch, if you will. We've got station manager, former station manager. Yeah, as of Friday, former. <clears throat> so uh, the, I'm the, out. I have no responsibilities. The torch was passed, and uh, Luke is going to take things over from now on. So giving him a thumbs up through the glass. Yeah, send it back. He's All right. Listening. We've also got Davis, who I already mentioned. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. You did. Uh, goes without saying, as as we established. I'm in, your Andy Richter. As we established in the last <laughs> segment, uh, everyone else is just a projection of my personality. I've been talking to myself for 11 months now. There's a padded room. You you start looking closer at the walls, you notice that they're soft. Yeah, I was about to. That's <laughs> like, why'd they take my belt? <laughs> they took. My... Oh, I wish. I... Oh, good episode. Um. Uh, so, what I have. For this next segment is two news stories I found that has something very similar between them, and that is the fact that animals can get pretty big these days. It's true. As a Texas dog was dubbed the world's tallest dog at three feet five point one eight inches. If you had asked That's... me what I thought it was, I was going to say seven feet. Well, it's it's measured at the shoulder. It's like it's a like horse. a horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is gigantic. Like, I know it's the world's largest dog, so, like, saying it's gigantic. <laughs> but, like, like a normal Labrador That's is, a like, big dog. 24 inches, maybe. So, right. is he, like, up here? Yeah. So, like, he's, a big dog. He's, he's like this. I mean, we're obviously That's we're a, lot a more visual three gag. Feet. It's three and a half feet. I mean, it's... Imagine a big dog, and Grayson just put his hand where the big dog would stop. Yeah. Imagine I think what like, I was saying is I think Grayson went higher than three and a half feet. We there Maybe is I a just measuring don't tape understand. in this station somewhere. We will find. Okay, we can go get that. Uh, that Luke, little... are you listening through the Weagle speakers? Go get us a measuring tape, please. Find us one. We need that that ice cream cone that's in front of Brewsters right that tells you how tall you have to be to get a kid's cone. Exactly. Exactly. I think, I think this dog would still be eligible. I think it's four feet. Is it a cute dog? It is a Great Dane. Ooh, so depending on your opinions cute. on Great Danes. Um, this is a tall weirdos. If you look I got up, something for you. If you probably look up, uh, his name is Zeus. He's a great Dane. He belongs to Brittany Davis of Bedford, Texas. He was dubbed the world's tallest living dog by the Guinness Book of World Records, being measured at three foot five point one eight inches the, tall. I, the Luke Ness monster has arrived with so a measuring tape. I have a measuring measurement just from three and a half of my shoes, and we'll see how close it is. Oh my god! Big three dog indeed. So, so this is I have my me- oh well Grayson just lost the measurement he can get it back holy it's pretty easy. I'm looking at Zeus right now look at that Zeus monster I was oh my is it really yes that that thing is huge perfect that this shit hey if you ever need me to measure something I got some shoes yeah, on that Davis, are really good Davis at it Davis will take off his shoes in front of you, <laughs> Thank it, you it's Luke. like literally perfect measurement so yeah I, I'm actually impressed by Davis's measurement I really doubted him but yeah that's a that's a gigantic dog Thank I've heard you, an old wives tale about real estate agents will wear size 12 so they can clock the square footage just by walking around a house this I mean, is size 11 so maybe yeah, I mean you, there's you, something your, your foot's 11 inches long but your shoes are not boom uh, Davis Brittany Davis that is. Uh, said uh, that she received Zeus as a gift from her brother when the canine was only eight months old. Oh, he pawned her off on her. He, yeah, I don't he knew. Want, I don't want this big dog. <laughs> he's been a, hey, I got a little puppy for you. We got our big dog. Quote from Brittany Davis. He's been a big dog since we got him, even for a puppy. He had huge paws. Um, Davis said that the relatives suggested that Zeus could be the world's tallest dog during a recent family gathering. I, uh... I reckon, I reckon Zeus could this be. Dog's a, pretty big. I, 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 I never seen one. That could be the world's tallest dog. You should call Genius Records. 
<laughs> so there's a thing with humans. I learned this when I used to work at the uniform store. <laughs> that before you hit a growth spurt, the first thing to grow is your feet. Do you think that also is with dogs? Since she said the, uh, yeah. Zeus had big paws. If you've ever seen a, a like a big dog puppy, like a Great Dane puppy, or even just a lab, their their paws are usually huge, just in general. So like generally, if it's a little dog with disproportionately large feet, that's going to be a big dog. Interesting. Possum. When fact. selling uniforms, you have to account for the growth spurt with the shoes because their feet might be bigger than they actually be. Like once it's a whole thing. Like you get it. They're gonna grow into their feet. Davis supports uniform selling. I used I, I did it for four years, so yeah, you'll get there. The tallest dog ever was also a Great Dane named Zeus. What do you think Scoop what? Yes. I mean, there's two great names. You this name your big dog Zeus. I it's, mean, yeah, it's not, I think they should it's make not this like, like his name was like Reginald. Yeah. Uh, I think I named Reginald. You, there cannot be two <laughs> great names with the same name. Uh, if they did that, then they'd all have to have the same birthday, I think. Okay, look. It, you have to have your, They don't literally have the same your birthday. Your trade off. They just horses. did that. <laughs> um, he stood at three foot eight. So That's pretty tall. even the tallest dog in the world is still eligible for a kid's cone at Brewster's. Wow. Let's go. That really puts How tall would they be if you stood them up on his hind legs? Oh, wow. Ten feet? I mean, Daisy no. seems like she's ten seven feet, feet tall. She lays out. So. Um, probably it, like it would six. probably be close to six or seven. I mean, at the head. Uh-huh. Like if so they like, like stress their nose your, out Your too. legs are three feet long. Your body is probably four feet long. If I stood up like my arms straight up, would the dog be taller than me if we stretched it out? Probably. The, the three foot eight one. Yeah, probably. I don't know how tall Zeus's Wrangler is, but Zeus would like might double her up if he stood up on his hinders. I think that'd be a good dog to cuddle with when you go to sleep. They're yeah. like interviewing Zeus on this YouTube video, and is he's he walking sit- around? sitting on the couch. Yeah. yeah, like Great Danes for being gigantic are very just they're, oh they're kind of just weird little dudes. Like right? Scooby Doo. They're letting it hang they out with this talk? baby. Yeah. I would not let this dog hang out with my oh baby. Oh my goodness! They're, they're I just very, saw that video they, of jumping. <laughs> They're generally you, pretty calm. If you want to go to YouTube, the video is called This Great Dane is the World's Tallest Dog. Oh, th- he just walked her up to the sink, <laughs> or him up to the sink, and he just stuck his head in. He didn't have to move at all. Like, he's sink height. You have to have really yeah. tall tables around him. You can just reach on and I start bet, eating. I bet Thanksgiving's a nightmare. <laughs> you don't. You can't feed him under the table. He's just he's just sitting at the table with you. He's like, you know how bulldogs like don't realize how big they are sometimes, and they like yeah. get under something and just knock it over? <laughs> I bet. I bet. Zeus. Do you think he Zeus walks? Do you think he like you know how like like he walks daintily because he's so big, or do you think he just like stomps around knocking things over? I've known a Great Dane that was very clumsy. Like Marmaduke you know. was a Great Dane, wasn't he? Yes. Not the the fake dog Marmaduke. Yes, the fake so dog Scooby Doo. So, I know. That's what I said. He can talk. Great Danes can. Zeus can talk. <laughs> In my experience, they're not aware of how big they are. I mine mine's a a lab Dane mix. So he's just like a gigantic skinny Labrador. And he is known for walking around, knocking stuff over, just flopping on the ground when he wants to lay down. Like he's not an elegant beast. I love dogs. If I could be any animal, I'd be that or a a giraffe or a horse. I just chose three. Chillest. The giraffe is chill in this case. A giraffe. Well, I don't think it, they I don't had think to be giraffes. Leave chill lives. Well, no, it didn't have to be chill. It's just what I'd want to be. Okay, I'd want to be a giraffe. He would be the first chill giraffe. I do think that a giraffe, if if a lion were to attack a giraffe, I don't think it it would kill it. Depends on the giraffe. I mean, like, cause it could, it could it could mess with the legs and stuff, but like just run off. You know, the foundation of the giraffe. Well, yeah, but like it's not going to be able to get to your neck unless it climbs up you, which I guess if is it a makes possibility. You fall over is the the 
question. I think I'll be okay. I think you can get, get, get your legs. heart. Okay, scritch, scritch right on your heart. I don't heart. think the I don't think lions are too concerned with getting giraffes anyway, though. I don't. Yeah, they they don't they don't go for that. There's They're no peaceful. Reason, no I can hang out with some elephants. I've seen the giraffes do the the neck defense. You ever seen them That's crack their neck? You ever seen a horse crack their neck? Yeah, that's oh, awesome. I don't want it's, to. It's crazy. There's like a there's horse chiropractors. I gotta look this up. Quacks just like human doctors. <laughs> human uh, doctors. Human yeah, just chiropractors. Yeah, yeah, human doctors. doctors. That's general. an important thing. Do you um, what is? I guess it just relieves like the tension. Like cracking your neck feels it, good. Yeah, it's it's just like us. Interesting. So they just to be a horse for a day. Their head over. Oh, it was cra- He went like, it was crazy. Well, look at a, a look up horse. I've got another necks. story about a big animal. Ooh. Break coming at you live. Um, my oh my goodness. Authorities in Arizona said that a 400 pound pet pig escaped from its home and was captured with the help from construction workers using a tractor. Mm. 400 pounds? The Pima Animal Care Center said in a Facebook post that construction workers in Tucson called police Monday morning when a portly porker was spotted attempting to cross South Campbell Avenue. The workers used a tractor to corral the pig near a bus stop and then contacted the police. It drank 10 beers. I, I feel like <laughs> you, you don't have to be mean to the pig. You don't have to call it a portly yeah. porker. I think portly porker is an apt description. I don't think those are pejoratives. For a pig? For a pig. A porker is a pig. Most pigs are pretty portly. I would say so. I've never really seen a skinny pig, and I don't think they're intended to be skinny after all. Depends on the pig. Um, so Pima Animal Care Center says, big shout out to the construction workers for their quick thinking, the officers for assuring public safety, and the owners for taking the action to resolve this issue in a timely manner. <laughs> so just an average day in Tucson. Oh, this is a great picture of them all posing with the pig after it had been caught. We got the, I would, oh my, we got the he police. He looks so sad. He looks so defeated. He's just been captured. His great <laughs> escape has come. What if, what if, it's uh, like chicken run. Yeah, what if? <laughs> Don't they all die at the end? I thought they did, okay. <laughs> uh, what if at the end of The Great Escape, his motorcycle faltered and he got captured? That, think, that you, happened. Do you think he would look defeated? Yes, because that happened. Exactly. That's how exactly that his pig feels. Uh, good old Steve McQueen. His name uh, was Rosalia. To be fair, I thought they died in Chicken Run because it was like The Great Escape. And also, they're chickens. <laughs> they're all chickens. That's perverse. So, uh, another big animal story. It, Everyone loves a good big animal story. Is there? All I gotta say, is there? Yeah. Is there a big animal if it was on the loose that you would not try to catch? You just feel like I'm tapping out on the. If like, it was a big gorilla, most like, of them. Most. Yes. There are a few that I would try to catch. Okay, which ones would oh, you? Oh, like you, as in royal you. Like, like there's a group of you. Humani- <laughs> like is that the that group post up okay, with the pig? This, you have you have that crew. This crew. You have Weagle at your disposal. You have one police officer. No, I'm going to give him that construction crew because Weagle, Weagle's not well versed in catching big portly pigs. We get one police officer, one construction worker, back. one vet, one EMT. <laughs> give me an EMT. And one EMT and a firefighter. Chris the bias and Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's me, you, Chris, and all them. Okay. And Grayson. That's okay. That's a fun. Crew. And I guess Logan too. Everybody in here right now ain't Chris. It's going to be like a fun after-dinner drinks, I think. I don't think if it feels a gorilla. This into like an angry mob to go after a pig. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to like, let's, take some people let's back. Skip, let's just skip the uh, chasing the animal and go out for beer. A gorilla is on the loose. Uh, yeah, You're I'm out, out drinking I'm, with I'm in another group. state. <laughs> a giraffe's on the loose. I'm trying to vacate the situation. A uh, giraffe, I, I don't think, I feel like, don't you, wouldn't you have to like, you have to get his I neck. Feel like, I feel like you yeah, have to you get up there on like a like a crane. I feel like you need a bunch of people with ropes, like a Macy's Thanksgiving. Day oh yeah, and you wrap it around his neck and you hold and it. Like, ah. I, I still think you gotta trip it, right? Take that rope, 
tripwire. Okay. Not if the giraffe over, then you got it. Can I think it's a good one. Can he get back up? A not, big orangutan. I've seen a giraffe get back up, but yeah. like in a very like not if you're like holding it down. Like we got him, we got him. Get over here. Yeah. Get, get a thing around <laughs> his neck. And out. then we all pose around it like the yeah, pig. Yeah, like the pig. <laughs> a big elephant. <laughs> what um, an, what animals would ele- you not? Elephants are intelligent. You would not want to try list, to The list the is long. Elephant. I think gorillas at the top of my oh, mind. Oh, yeah. Gorilla. A bear. Lion. I feel, No, you could just trank a bear. No. Oh, no, no tranks allowed. Tranks. No tranks allowed. Too you, easy. Use, you can only use like ropes and wires. Like, yeah, like yeah, 1800s catching animals. I'm sorry. We no were, chemicals. You you put some honey we, we're in a box. Runners, a bear but I don't trap. think you could outrun a bear. It's like Geneva Convention. If you put a really nice tree for them to scratch their back on, I think you can get them. <laughs> like, a bit. Like you want to. You, you come out of a bush and you do like the the, <laughs> the comical <laughs> run around and wrap them up. I was scratching my back on a fence yesterday like a bear. All right, TMI. I, With that, you we were there. Had, I understand why I they was, do it. I wasn't perceiving <laughs> it if I was there. Uh, with that, we're going to head to a quick break. When we return, hopefully more fun, wacky, and silly news here on this second hour of the show. Maybe another big animal story if I can rustle one up, much like these guys rustled up a pig in Tucson, Arizona. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis and Grayson and Logan. We'll be back in a few minutes with the remainder of the show. Do not go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside Davis and Grayson, the OG crew. Bonjour. Bonjour, no. Mm, if hola. you will. Buenvenidos. Bienvenidos. Hi. I, buenos, hello. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Um, all right. Well... Big week for animals getting loose is what I'm fi- is what I'm quickly finding out uh, down this rabbit hole. A dragon got loose. North Carolina, very close to here, um, in in the scale of things. In the scale of things, it's closer than Europe. Yes, it's closer than it's closer than Tucson, Arizona. That's true. So this could happen, basically right now today if we're not careful. A loose emu wanders thirty miles from its home before it got captured in North Carolina. Would you go after an emu? In your hypothetical? Absolutely not. Yes. No, actually, I wouldn't because Australia lost a war against them. Yeah. Have you ever seen an emu? Those things are scary. We saw an ostrich at the zoo, and those things are giant. And emus are just meaner ostriches. Mm -hmm. You can't just have an emu out on the town. Well, yeah, but I'm not personally going you must out. Be, you must put <laughs> it must into be this. must be brought to justice. If I had the crew from the previous hypothetical, then yeah, I'd go after the emu. Imagine you, you were at Sky Bar and an emu walked in. Oh. Are you leaving? <laughs> I'm going to a different I'm like going to a different floor. You're going to the boom boom room. I think if I see an emu walk in, then I might need to go home just for <laughs> other reasons. There are extraneous, are there extraneous <laughs> circumstances that have led to an emu coming that really just make it best for me to not be there. Are there any animals that would walk in a sky bar and you'd be like, "Oh, the party's just started"? Dog, gorilla. Uh, I think like a like gibbon? a gibbon, not a, a, not a gorilla. A, gorilla a gibbon, would, yeah. A, yeah, they'd be get, they'd be they'd be slinging sh- drinks across sling, the room with their arms. Rooftops. <laughs> oh yeah. A spider monkey. I heard they're mean though. Yeah. That's what the guys told Spider monkey will like rip your face off. Oh, spider wow. monkeys do. Like like a chimp, chimp. A chimp will ring, rip your face off. Spider monkeys are little. He'd be in a booth. A orangutan could kick it. <laughs> okay, one more. I would not. I would not. I would not kick it with a snake at Sky Bar. <laughs> if you had a caracal show up. Oh yeah. wow. There was just a loose caracal in Sky Bar. 
if it's like a if it's like a Gregory Caracol, then yeah. But if it's like a wild one, then I'm let's not... say it's a Gregory. He's yeah. in oh, Skybar. Oh, he's, he's got a little oh, harness yeah. on. He's nice. Easily, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, that yeah. If he's party's nice. just getting started. Oh my goodness, that'd be awesome. So the city of Lenoir, I believe, or Lenore, maybe. Where? Uh, it's probably Lenore in uh, North North Carolina. Oh yeah, it's definitely Lenore. Uh, we have Lafayette in Alabama. Yeah, the female emu named Kevin was spotted <laughs> alongside Eastwood Park Drive in Lenoir and settled down to rest next to a father who was outside with his three children. <laughs> he just came and sat down by him. Good morrow. <laughs> I think I just leave the kids out there. Be like, oh, we got a friend. <laughs> Go pet him. The father contacted the uh, Lenoir Police Department, and official officers were able to get a dog leash around the neck of the friendly bird. Why? Mm, I think I'd call them animal control. I, I think this might be a public figure. I feel, like, is, I he, think is, is he the mayor? Before. I think I also is that the guy that walks around with his his emu all the time. He's like, is no, his name his name no, is that's, that's the UK. Oh, Kevin, okay. no, yes, yeah, in Ireland. But yeah, here's right. the thing. The guy who owned the Kevin I'm thinking of recently moved to Texas, so either he sold Kevin or this is a different Kevin. The officers fed Kevin snacks and led her to a nearby fenced-in yard, which begs the question. I know Davis is thinking. What snacks do an e- does an emu want to eat? I'm thinking fruit snacks. Malted milk balls? And or- no, they couldn't handle those. <laughs> those are not for the faint of heart. <laughs> Emus are not the faint of heart, unlike you, Davis. Look, I don't think you understand how many malt balls were in that bag. I understand. I was, it was there. A, it was I, endless, I kept putting my hand in. More kept coming out. It was it was like the Mary Poppins purse. <laughs> Kevin was turned over to the Caldwell County Animal Care Enforcement Division, which was able to locate the flightless bird's owners. Official discovered Kevin had escaped from her owners in Moravian Falls, more than 30 miles away from where she was captured. So this, this emu either hoofed it or hitchhiked 30 miles. Interesting. Pretty interesting. Interesting. If I was sitting in my yard, if we were sitting out on the berm and an emu just strolled up and plopped down next yeah. to us. Again, that's a sign I need to go home. I'd, I'd give it a snack. I'd give it a peanut butter cup. I'd take it to my favorite local convenience store. I bet it'd like a, I'd think it'd like a peanut butter cup. Thoughts? I don't know how, like birds don't really have tongues or teeth. Right? I'll break it up. I'll, well, I'll chew it up and spit it for them. I'm wondering if, like, they don't really like, they don't really have taste, you know? They eat like is that true? I didn't know that. Corn. I guess yeah. I mean that stands to they reason. Eat, like, if they dry don't have corn. Tongue. That's kind of true. They eat worms. I know. Oh, oh, they don't because they uh they can't they can't taste spicy. You can feed a chicken like a hot pepper and they will be unfazed because there's they don't uh, maybe that's just specifically spicy. But I've heard that if you feed them uh chili peppers, it makes the uh the yolk of their eggs they lay more orange. We gave a. Chi- <laughs> We gave a, a Koopa Chickens uh, uh, rubber band one time, and they fought over it. Who won? Like they ate it? You, I don't, you fed a chicken well, a rubber just, band? It, it, well, I'll just say this. It's giving me no culpability. A uh, rubber band ended up in the chicken coop, and they all fought over it. You're not a very responsible farmer, Dennis. I was. I was not a farmer. We were working at the Christmas tree farm, and I was like 14. I don't know. So. You gave a chicken a rubber band. That sounds uh, like we farmer gave activities multiple to chickens me. a rubber band. Oh, they were okay. fighting over it. So you have more than one. You have a coop. no. It was. It was not our chickens. Oh, okay. It was a coop of chickens. There's like 20 in there. They All were right. fighting. And I, what I promise is the last loose animal story of the day. Nope, I can't make any promises. <laughs> Firefighters in England came to the rescue of five sheep that ended up stranded on a rooftop after jumping across a gap from a neighboring field. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of a dog and a sheep being unlikely friends earlier. Is was that it unlikely? A dog? No, it was just like so. Like the sheep was abandoned by its mother, or the, it oh. rejected it. It was just like like at a farm, and the dog raised it, and they were like best friends. That's cool. 
and he was licking it, and the sheep like picked up dog tendencies. He'll jump around when it's happy and stuff. It's pretty cool. I would say so. I enjoyed it. The West Yorkshire Fire. The sheep's name was not Kevin. I feel like that's a good name for a sheep, though. Kevin the sheep. Sean the sheep. The West Yorkshire Fire and Rescue Service said in a Twitter post that its technical rescue officer responded to a property where five sheep had jumped across a gap from a field and ended up stranded on the roof of a building. The tweet said that the officer's special animal husbandry training came in handy during the unusual call. This guy was waiting for this call. He's a responsible farmer. He's like, he's blokes on a roof in it. I I think it's like a. It's the stray cat theory where you can just go like to anything. Oh yeah, the sheep you can just like clap your hands and they're they're just. If somebody did the the piss 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 thing to me on the street, I would walk over to them. Like it works for everyone. It piques your interest. I want to go talk to this. If if you're talking and I hold out my hand, there's like a thing where you're kind of likely to hand me whatever you're holding. It's like a, it's like a psychological Weird. thing. Like if you're like, if we're gonna like, start running this experiment. If you talk, and I go like this. Like sometimes you just like hand it to me. Like whatever you have in your hand. I mean, it's kind of a nonverbal signal of I want this. I don't it's not like, so much. Unconscious. I don't think it's like a hundred percent tried and true, but like it's more likely than not. If someone's like really into what they're talking about, they're just like, hand oh it over. yeah, I've definitely I'll, done I'll do that. stuff automatically like that all yeah. the time. You're just you're just in autopilot talking. So, interesting. we'll we'll try it out. This is interesting on, the, on this verbal medium. How would you like to be part of auditory this crew? medium? The officer and a member of the public were able to fashion a makeshift bridge for the sheep to cross back from the field onto the roof. Out of what? Is it not specified? I, a ladder? I followed the link. I, I followed Fireman. the link to the uh, makeshift a bridge. A nice piece of tin? Yeah, like a, like a piece of siding. Yeah, like you know, everybody just has those in their yards. Around I, I feel there. like if the firemen are there, they're carrying their aluminum ladders. That's, That's like their true. whole thing. Yeah, you might fi- have to cover it with some tin to get the sheep. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Hooves don't do well on rungs. That's why that cow traps are like that. Mm-hmm. Dogs are. I know some dogs that are really good at those climbing ladders, walking across like cow traps. Oh, okay. Dogs love precarious situations. Yeah, they just they just get good at it. All right, we'll stay in England for our next story. A team of skateboarders took on a downhill track in Britain and broke a, girl, a world record by reaching a speed of fifty-two point eight miles per hour. Wow. It's pretty impressive. The uh, Virgin Media Speed Demons team went down a hill at Pickering's Dalby Forest in North Yorkshire, England, to break the record for fastest standing skateboard speed downhill. Oh, they're standing? Team. Silliest name challenge. Uh, well, their knees are bent, but yeah, they're kind of doing like you know how like a skier does like the lean. Well, yeah, but I mean, a lot of the like the records, people are like laying down. Yeah. It's almost like a luge. Okay. I, yeah, they but are standing. That's a much bigger deal. They are standing. It is much more difficult. But yeah, the, the the like long board. The it's called a tuck when you're leaned over like that. It's more aerodynamic. So uh, you can, uh, if you look up, it's like my dream. Virgin Media Guinness World Record fastest team downhill skateboard. Are they on skateboards or longboards? They appear to be just like normal skateboards. Wow. Like with the the little lips on the end. Yeah. How big are the wheels? I am gonna. There's a lot of extra. We need a spec sheet. That really depends on there's how difficult it is. Boost zone. Um, these look like. Oh, they they are longboards. I think. Well, I mean, sometimes longboards have the they have the like the, the outrigger well. wheels, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the wheel the wheels aren't on trucks underneath the board. Okay, that's still impressive. It is yeah. very impressive. Um, so they yeah they like hold hands and they go down, kind of like a like a bobsled. Oh they, yeah, but they're on four different vehicles. Oh, they are cooking down this hill. I bet if they it's were on like a regular skateboard, they would have ate it very quickly. Well, you get the, the just the regular wheels. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, and also if you hit a rock on the regular wheels, you're done for. So I got big wheels are the things that avoid rocks. You just go right over them. Boom, Think. there you go. 
Speed Demons. Would you do that? Um, maybe not try to break a world record on my first try, but would you go skydiving? I'd pr- I go skydiving. Yeah, Grayson. Would, there's not much agency. Oh yeah, I go skydiving. There's not much agency. Scuba in diving. Scuba diving. Less likely to go scuba diving. I'd be yeah. more likely to go scuba diving. More than moving skydiving. parts than scuba diving. Sc- scuba diving. I don't have like a. a Oh, it's yes. not like a fear. I'm it's not going in a cave concern. or nothing, but I'll go yeah. scuba diving any day. Like I, I feel like it would, my ears are all messed up, and I think it would hurt me. It's fair. Would you Would you dive under an oil rig? Absolutely not. <laughs> Underwater welder? I, no. I. My two biggest fears, as Jack and Davis know, are falling off of things and being sucked into things. <laughs> like the crab. Yes, exactly like the crab. Delta P is a very real danger. <laughs> Add that to the compact discourse reading list. Uh, with that, we're going to head to our quick break. If you have any fears you'd like to share, or if you share the, uh, the fear of being sucked into a pipe underwater, it's common fear. Uh, call in at 334-844-9345, or you can tweet at us with your favorite submechanophobia pictures. I know I have a few, so keep it right here on... Compact Discourse, WEGL 91.1 FM, and WeGloveHip.com. We do have another secret song coming up, as it is the second bottom of the hour. So keep it right here if you're listening on the web live stream or the radio. We'd love for you to hear it with us. That was, of course, Dang by Mac Miller and Anderson Pock. Hope you enjoyed that one. Just as much as I did, this is, of course, Compact Discourse, the final episode of Compact Discourse, no less, coming at you live from the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and the one and only Logan Hurston, joined alongside, of course, station manager for one more day, Grayson Moyer. Welcoming you into the show once again. We've been talking about animals on the loose I think we're done talking about that, mercifully. Um, but there's a monkey in the studio right now. It's a gibbon <laughs> swinging from the rafters. You wish. I'd be sitting with it. You'd be trying to feed a banana bread. I don't, I'm still not convinced that they'd like it. Monkeys don't like carbs. It's a well-known fact. <laughs> have you seen a monkey eat bread? I have. I, well, I haven't. <laughs> oh, do tell. But it's just, yeah, they just, like at a zoo, they just gave it humble just bread. Gave it bread, yeah. I mean, like Wonder thumbs. Bread? It's like that. Or like a baguette. It's like bread. Like Wonder Bread. Wonder I've bread. seen also give Wonder Bread to like a bear, and the bear got it's very fat. Oh, bears now. need that. Bears need carbs. Not not too many. What's JP? Uh-oh. JP's got something to say. Good he said grief. monkey bread, question mark. <laughs> monkeys would not like monkey yeah, bread. Yeah, <laughs> there's too much cinnamon in there for them. Monkeys, that, they don't have a refined palate like we do. That's what I'm saying. A Pennsylvania highway was closed for several hours on Wednesday morning when an overturned tractor trailer spilled its load of 40,000 pounds of chicken nuggets onto the roadway. Yes. Are you, are 40, you, at, a, are you at a loss? 40,000 pounds? Because there's more. Police said that the truck driver lost control of the vehicle at about 6.30 a.m. Wednesday, and the vehicle overturned on the southbound lane of Route 309 near West Rock Hill Township in Bucks County. The truck, which had been carrying 40,000 pounds of chicken nuggets, spilled its contents onto the road and shoulder of the area. The driver was not injured. Thank goodness. Awesome. I hope the chicken nuggets were okay. Um, <laughs> any of them still edible. The police said the highway was closed for several hours on Wednesday morning while the chicken nuggets were cleared from the scene. Um, the Sellersville Volunteer Fire Department shared some photos on Facebook if you'd like to see that. And the cause is still under investigation. Judging by this picture, um, unless the truck was refrigerated, I think 
a good deal of the chicken nuggets would probably still be good to eat, considering a lot of the boxes are still intact. Hmm. I mean, I I would imagine it's a reefer, so it would be frozen, right? Like, yeah. you can't just be. You can't be. There are no shelf stable nugs. If you were trucking around, if you were in Pennsylvania, you, go get yourself some frozen chicken nuggets while you can. That's yeah. right. This this may have had a huge crash on the frozen chicken nugget economy. <laughs> They'll stay frozen for a while. Forty thousand pounds? Are you kidding me? That's crazy. I mean, that that honestly just tells you how big trucks are. That like, makes you like so scared to drive now. I mean, think that, about how many chicken nuggets. That makes one you like realize Imagine if that tipped over all those nuggets onto your car. That makes you realize like why we have the way stations. You know, you're like ah, it's just a truck. How much damage could that do to asphalt? And it's forty thousand pounds. Forty thousand. That is what? Uh, two thousand tons? No. Yeah. Should yeah. there yes. is there like a limit? No, that would there be forty million limit. pounds. What? Whoops. 2,000 tons would be... Um, it's 20 tons. Yeah, 20 tons. <laughs> Whoops. Oopsie. 2 million pounds Oopsie. of chicken nuggets. That'd be awesome. That would uh, destroy the road. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I don't know. It, it makes, honestly, driving on hills much scarier. Because if you've, if you've ever been in, a, like, a mountainous region... Oh, yeah. ...where they have to have the pull-offs for trucks to go crash into the, if their uh, brakes yeah, fail... The runaway ramp. Like, imagine if we didn't have that. It'd be, that'd be you. You'd be the runaway ramp. Yeah, exactly. Crazy, crazy place we live in. It is a strange world we live in. Thanks, Eisenhower. Thanks, Ike. Eisenhower. I was listening to a, a vintage Ike. Ike for president. Ike for yeah, president. Yeah, exactly. Ike for president. Ike for president. Let's get Ike. Something like that. Was that <laughs> Would, his jingle? Yes. Like it's, yeah. not have this whole thing down by that point on how to write a jingle? It was the 40s. I, I mean, know, but if it's just like for president, yeah, but then it did more. Yeah, that, that was that was the beat, and they'd oh, be like, okay. and then they'd be "Bring like, out the banner, roll out the drum." Let's, let's get Ike in Washington. Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Do I don't you? Think we would, could endorse. If Ike. you heard that, would you vote? Uh, it depends. It's like it's like seeing the. I'm not that easily swayed. It's like seeing the the one. It's like this is what happens if you let Mondale or whoever it was. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? It's the, 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 the very Not gold. The, yeah, the very Goldwater one. one. Your, your daughter will blow up if you don't vote for I would, Goldwater. Be, I'd run to the, to the ballot box. run to vote for LBJ. <laughs> I would, yeah. Like, That's how he did No it. hesitation. That's how he won. And then he was like, I'm not running again. Someone, I'm surprised no one else has employed that strategy. <laughs> Scare people. It wouldn't work anymore. Oh, yes, it would. It wouldn't work on me. <laughs> they still do it. You are not immune to propaganda. If I saw the nuclear, not above this. I know, but if I saw that one, that one's totally. If I was like in the sixties, I saw that. I'd be hook, line, and sinker. He got me. Be like, run, don't walk to go vote for LBJ. <laughs> if I saw now, it's like your chicken nuggets will be taken away. I'll be like, okay, forty thousand pounds of no! chicken nuggets were sacrificed. This is so and so's America. Nuggets on the highways. <laughs> That's <laughs> gorillas on the loose. Yeah. Emus <laughs> sitting down next to kids. That's okay. Pigs are one and wild in Tucson. <laughs> Four feet dogs. I think I'll also be okay with that one. This is this is the world we live in. Mandated today. four feet dogs for everybody. That'd be awesome. Government mandated. I Those, mean that would that would create a lot of It's uh, like the white elephant. You know, thing. unfortunate dogs, but would you take care of the white elephant? No. No. Absolutely not. You know how much you know how much I, that would, would blow out shun, my hay budget? Right? I would take it. Those 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 kings are like Take care of this white elephant. I spend elephant, enough please. on hay every month as is. You either get scorned for not accepting it, or you go broke because you have to take care of it. Which one would you rather have? It's a real catch twenty-two. Mm. I'd rather be hated than broke. There you go. Boom. All right. With that, we have to take another break. So while you ponder that, Logan, while you while you ponder whether or not you would accept the elephant, we're going to take another break. <laughs> uh, we are we are coming at you live once again from the WEGL studios and. WeagleFM.com is where you can listen to us from anywhere in the world with an internet connection. 
and uh, we hope you're doing so. We hope you're choosing to spend the rest of the morning with us here on Compact Discourse. We are Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show, hanging out with you all the way until noon today. So keep that dial right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. And thank you to everyone who has made Compact Discourse a part of your day in any capacity in the past year or so. Thank you. Welcome back to the show. This is Compact Discourse coming at you live from 1954, where Eisenhower is running for president. It seems like he'd be pretty good. This might be our weirdest bit today. I mean, by by quite a wide, yeah, wide I mean, margin here. I don't know if you've ever played a 70-year-old political ad on your radio show, but I mean, I'm just I, saying I have. I should say, just in case the feds are listening, we don't endorse Eisenhower for president 1950 this or whatever. November 4th, please do not vote for art. Don't, don't vote at all. Make your that? own choice. Oh, no, you can't say that either. <laughs> but do vote. But Do what you want. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Consider what you might do on November 4th without our input. Eisenhower's not running this year. Or he no, is. it is, 1954, <laughs> so he is running this year. Uh, do you think anybody's getting like a flashback right now? I don't think our viewers are that old. Yeah. Sadly. And, and like, I don't think you can send somebody back to Nam with just the Ike for president. president it might be like, it might be like, a, you know, like you, you hear a song you haven't heard since you were like a kid? You're like, yeah, oh, wow. I, I, I could see that. Just like, Ike for president. Ike oh, yeah, like, Ike for president. I bet that's like the Oink Oink Zoo you Pals like for Ike. the boomers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Sorry, I know about that. I didn't get your reaction. Nailhead. You know, a, I, what I'll say is I like Ike. Were you a right? Zoo Pals kid? I was a big Zoo Pals kid. It was inescapable back in oink, the day. Oink, Zoo Pals. I never had Zoo Pals. Zoo I Pals were like the, for for me it was the, oh, my friend's dad has a job. Like, that, that was the plate sim. Not saying my dad didn't have a job, but it was like, oh, oh, they're doing good. They've got Zoo Pals. They've got the, the, non, the non-jazz disposable cups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you went to a friend's house and they had Bakugan, that's how you oh, knew they yeah. were. Oh, yeah. yeah. If they had the big box of Gushers. If they were under 13 and had an Xbox, either their dad wanted an Xbox or they had their 13. own. Oh, yeah. After bed, dad was playing Halo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Good time. I, I had one of those friends. Thoughts? That's how you knew it. I don't mind. Thoughts, Thoughts on would you what? Would you have voted for Ike if you heard that? I, I'd need more than that. Like, I, that's all I need. I, I think I, I might write an Ike policy. He goes... I'll make, <laughs> I'll make the interstate. Depends on, <laughs> depends on if you had more people or gorillas or monkeys or bananas. Mm. You kind of butchered I that. I messed up but, the joke. Uh, I understand. I was, it was an honor of you. I butchered it. Oh. <laughs> I get it. Because, yeah. Uh, compact discourse. Never, you, never a loose minute for being mean to Davis. <laughs> would it, could mean there be to anyone. Anyone's open game. Any other president that could have such a catchy jingle like that. Didn't Carter had one. Not that I'm familiar with. I'll grow peanuts. Yeah. It was something Carter, like, yeah, it was literally Carter. like old, old Jimmy Carter on the peanut farm. E-I-E-I-O. Like, on November 4th. Jingle. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, I feel like jingles were how you marketed back in the day. I mean, they still are. They've gotten more abstract, but. Yeah. Liberty Mutual. It's just Liberty, a memorable Liberty, slogan. Liberty, Liberty. And that's slogans are one. still what politics the worst advertising one. is revolved around. You, you, well, you mentioned Zoo Pals earlier. Yeah. But you know what the commercial that stuck in my head all the time? Oh, hit it. How much stuff can you stuff in a stuffy before you stuffy stuffs enough stuff? Oh, my goodness. What? That just, like, dr- dr- drugged something out I, of me. <laughs> See, he knows. I, that, I don't he know knows. what this product what you're was talking that about. It was like a stuffy. It was like a stuffed animal. Oh. It's the ones that were, like, 
it was like the ladybug, and it'd be like, it looks like it's like a like a like a skinned animal. Yeah, and you you stuff it. You okay, stuff how much it. stuff can you stuff yeah. and stuff until it's stuffed stuff enough stuff. stuff. Okay. I, I think I I might remember these. I feel like this is one of those things where my parents would have never ever bought one for me because my my pattern of hiding things and forgetting them has had emerged pretty early. In an attempt to look these up, I've found a knockoff Garfield plush called, oh, yeah. called Fat Orange Cat Plush Fat Kitten. Is it the one with the weird <laughs> eyes? Yes. Yeah, that's the that one's actually kind of famous now. Plat, plat, fat Orange Cat Plush Fat Kitten. Yes. For $37. Yes. It's pretty famous. We need, um, we okay. need this in I got Jimmy Carter's slogan. What was it? Not just peanuts. Oh. And well. then also a leader <laughs> for a change. Was it? Is he taking a shot at Gerald Ford? He's there? really going for the elephant demographic. <laughs> I I got a whole page of every single president's or like most presidents' slogans. James K. Polk's was fifty-four to forty or fight. I know. Yeah, that was because when they were trying to invade Canada. <laughs> um, uh, Reannexation of Texas and reoccupation of Oregon. That's a terrible slogan. Yeah, that really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> that's uh, a terrible slogan. T- Tippecanoe and Tyler too. No, that's that's really Har- yes, Henry Harrison. Yes, sir. Henry Clay. <laughs> this one's kind of a burn. Who is James K. Polk? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's awesome. From the top rope. <laughs> oh, here's another. I don't even know. John you. C. Fremont. Free soil, free labor, free speech, free man, and Fremont. Terrible. Mm, Fremont. That, 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 that fit on a t-shirt. Vote Yourself a Farm by Abraham Lincoln. Nice. Here's an, <laughs> You're going to love this one by Abraham Lincoln. Don't swap horses in the middle of a stream. Nice. What does that mean? <laughs> They were oh. mid-war. Don't don't oh, just change okay. your president. That makes sense. Yeah. You can only step in a stream once. All oh, these are terrible. Well, it was Blaine a- Bain, James G. Blaine, the con- the Continental Liar from the state of Maine. That was Grover Cleveland. It's like a slam poem. <laughs> Mama, where's my pa? Gone to White House. Ha ha ha. James Blaine. <laughs> they they got <laughs> beef going. They got diss tracks dropping Blaine when they were running. You, you had like weeks to come up with it because it would run in the newspaper. That's the old, was, you couldn't tweet at each other. What was Andrew Jackson's slogan? Oh, I know Herbert Hoover's. Andrew Jackson. Big uh, wheel. I don't think Big his. Big wheel of cheese day. It, it doesn't show his. Big, what? Herbert Hoover's is a chicken in every pot and a car in every garage. That's a good one. I wonder how that one went. Well, it's not man. his fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> the stakes are those too, homeless camps what? The stakes are too high for you to stay at home. That very gold LBJ. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's just a few of the crazy. I'm gonna. Look, I'll look into Andrew Jackson's slogan while you talk about more big animals. What I was lose. referencing is that Andrew Jackson put a big block of cheese in the White House, and he invited all the common folk oh, yeah. to come take a piece of the big block of cheese. And now, in 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 political discourse, the big block of cheese has been uh, used as kind of like a, a a a tool, like a stentorian tool. To mean any like olive branch extended to the general people. Block of cheese. Big block of cheese day. So I think Obama. We each got two pounds of cheese locked up somewhere from Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Obama. We don't each have one. Well, Ronald Reagan lied. It's not to us yours. Then. Surprise, surprise. Obama had uh, like a uh, a thing where like common people could meet with uh, relatively high ups in certain government offices in order to you know bridge the gap between the the government and the common man. So big block of cheese day. Lives on. <laughs> I wonder what kind of cheese it was. But it's like Gouda. Has to be American. What? No, I don't. It, American doesn't serve its. I think it was a wheel. Like when you. Yeah. Like uh, big cheeses are usually wheels, yeah. which is like eat them usually. Uh, I mean, mo- yeah. most cheese comes in wheels. Okay. You ever seen the? Do you ever seen the Russian cheese, man? 
The Russian Cheese Man. We've all seen the Russian Cheese. I don't know if I've seen Jack the Russian Cheese Man. The Russian cheese. I know he's I, a very fun TikTok person. I know Kurt Nerd. He, cu- he cuts up the cheese and he like eats and he flexes. He goes and he stands thumbs in Ukraine. Up. He does. Up? What's up, kids? Yeah, he's exactly like that. Except he doesn't make the cheese and he's a lot weirder. Okay, this guy. Yeah, the Russian Cheese Man. Yeah. Oh, that is quite a man. He's nope. awesome. He is a man. I can confirm. One last slogan, Andrew Jackson's. Truth is mighty and will always ultimately prevail. It is the attribute of duty. Lame. Lame. Ooh. Ooh. I like the... Not funny. Mama, mama, papa. I was in the White House. Ha, ha, ha. That's my favorite <laughs> one. Um, mama, a... where's my pa? Gone to the White House. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I can just imagine them yucking it up in a bar about that. I have a message from JP saying Chia Pets spelled wrong. Still haunts my, still haunts my me to this day. Chia, Chia Pets. Pets. Chia I Pets. mean, I used to be called. I Chia remember Pet. the commercials, but I don't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there was Garfield or Scooby Doo or Shaggy, Lincoln, Obama, Lincoln. They, Bob I, Ross, Obama, Obama, Bob Ross. Chia. Always wanted one. I did too. I, I think I knew. I think I knew it wouldn't work out if I got a Chia you had to, Pet. You had to like paint it on. I like knew the, it wouldn't the, work the out for on. me. I'm not responsible enough for a chia pet. You have to water it. Yeah, I it guess that makes it's, sense. It's it like a, a the chia pet itself is like a terracotta pot, so like oh. it holds water. Mm. Terracotta pot. Would you would you hang out with the terracotta army? What are what? these questions? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? They're statues. Yeah, would you hang I mean, out? Would, with would them? I hang out in a room with a bunch? That's just a museum, Davis. Can we make? Yeah, that? I, I, I the question still stands. Yeah, I, I guess I would. I hang would out. not kick it with the terracotta army. Needed to keep it on the terracotta army fit. <laughs> can we it. make keep it? Keep can, it. Can we make the terracotta army into chia pets? That would be great, chia pets. I think that'd be a good good publicity stunt for China. Yeah, China. <laughs> like, if you want that idea, it's yours. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's an army. They've got to have a few of those spare. There are plenty of spare. Mr. Jinping. They're all in that Xi underground. Jinping. What's up, Beijing? They're all in their underground <laughs> cave. Like, they yeah, need, they're just chilling there. They need it. Isn't the thing if you take them out, like, they might break or something? Is that why they keep them there? I mean, well, it's it's an archaeological site, so it's probably not great to just gut it. It's true. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know how statues in Rome don't have arms. They were they were just falling off. You know how the noses in Egypt don't have noses. I mean the yeah yeah you know. I do oh, know yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, you get it. The the statues in Egypt don't have noses. That's right. You know why? Um, I think I told you one time. For the sake of argument, no, I don't know why. Please tell me. So back in the day, when a a new pharaoh would come into power, and they wanted to cast disdain upon the past pharaoh, like the. Ma, 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 where's my paw? It's in the White House. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, yeah. Who, who even is Ramses II? They would break off the <laughs> nose of the former of the former pharaoh's uh, statues and stuff to be like, this guy's stupid. There you go. Owned. No yeah. nose. I think, imagine uh, yeah, if you had I'd a big statue. You had that. a big statue in Br- Brook Hill, uh-huh. and I went... I mean, I don't have to imagine. Screw this guy, and I broke off your nose. I, I'm just that looking off the great it. beyond. It's like, no, my nose. Yeah, my that's nose. yeah, that's pretty. That like ruins the look of the nose. Makes the whole they, statue. They my face by cutting off my nose. Would you rather? I think that or scratching out the eyes are like the two best ways to just well, like is cast very, it's, scorn. It's prominent, so it's yeah. easy, it's like boom. Break that's it why off. the Sphinx doesn't have a nose. Napoleon thinks not. Napoleon true. didn't do it. Napoleon did was not. a great guy. He Shoot was a so cannon nice to the Egyptians when he. And he was actually really really tall. He was huge. He was taller than the world's. He was like dog. seven feet tall. He yeah. could even not even get a kid's cone at Brewster's if he wanted one. The French foot is equal to thirteen English foot. The French foot, and was he my loved, and school. he loved water parks. <laughs> All right, guys. JP that, said, "Big halfway. statue, tiny nose." Good grief! <laughs> Why don't you like block him for a little while? <laughs> He's only texted me two times. <laughs>
If uh, he blocks them, he's gonna start texting me. Well, he already has been. Let's go to commercial. See you, Pat. All right, guys. We are halfway through the fun and final episode of Compact Discourse. So don't go anywhere. There's plenty of laughs to be had in the second half of the show. We're hanging out with you until noon, high noon, right here on WGL FM and WeagleFM.com. I'm Jack Hart, joined by a whole cavalcade of some fun guys here today. we got plenty of people listening in, so all those who can't make it in today, including Will, study hard. I need you to graduate on Saturday, so I have someone to sit with, please. Um, and Luke, I know you're listening there in the station manager's office, getting ready to take over this uh, this fun organization in the uh, coming months. So with that, we're going to head to the second half of the show. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back with some more of Compact Discourse. As there's a drive and a deep left field by Castellanos. It'll be a home run. It's only a Hello, my name is Gustavo. They're all the size of a plump. Hello there. I heard Spider-Man was there. The size of the Nike logo is not up to snuff in my life. Good. I have learned my lesson. I'm not wearing pants today. Welcome back, everybody, to the final episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Logan Hurston and Davis Carroll and some special guests in the studio joining us for the second half of the show. Round of applause for our special guests in the studio today. we got Miss Rio checking in Woo-woo. for the first time, I believe, on Compact Discourse. Welcome to the show. Say, you want to you say anything? No, I'm just I'm just so honored to be here. I just I'm, I'm at a loss <laughs> for words. It. Kicking it with a terracotta army is Daniel she Locke. Said no, welcome to the show, Daniel. It's good to have you back. Thank you, Jack. It's good to be here. I dislike the Carolina Hurricanes, as as we okay. all do. Yeah, as we as all do. A bunch of jerks, some would say. All right. Well, welcome into the second half of the show. It is May the fifth. It is Cinco de Mayo. It is uh, ten in the morning, and it is Compact Discourse. This is the final episode of Compact Discourse. Thank you to everybody who is spending the morning with us here on the show. Um, here's an interesting development. We talked about who would play everybody in the Compact Discourse movie, and I think I think the the discussion was sound. I think we we reached some good conclusions. Brendan. However, however, Eamon Smith, fan of the show, and. Uh, friend of all of us here at Weagle, he's doing big things up in Nashville. He responded to a picture that Jacob Hillman tweeted of me and Bay and Jacob at the uh, basketball banquet last night, wherein um, I'm the only one wearing a jacket and Bay and Jacob are wearing effectively the same outfit. And uh, <laughs> did, y'all, did y'all plan that, Bay? We, we're known for matching. But no. They're known for they're matching. Known, they are known for matching. <laughs> this is a common theme because... Every time we take a group picture, I always have to st- stand in the middle because Bay and Jacob will have the same T-shirt on, and then I'll be wearing something completely different. <laughs> and so Jacob's mom said that I, I looked like their their dad who is proud of their two sons. 
which is the same feedback I got. If you remember uh, last commencement, last spring, uh, when I, I took that picture with Herb and Trevor, and I was yeah. in my, my tan suit. <laughs> you look like Obama. <laughs> Don't say that. The tan <laughs> suit, that is. I, I'm aware. <laughs> um, and, and Trevor's mom said that I looked like their uncle, who was so proud of them. Um, so the the legacy continues, but Eamon did say uh, that I look like a young Val Kilmer in this picture. So maybe that could be if 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 we ever get. Oh yeah, that's the pose. I see it. That's the pose I make. I'm a big fan of cross arms. Um, <laughs> so thank you to Eamon for providing that feedback. Thank you to Jacob for inviting me to join the Auburn Jungle, so I could have the privilege to attend the Auburn basketball banquet last night. It was a lot of fun, and the food was really good. It was the same food they had at the opening banquet. And I was I was really hoping it'd be the same food. It was just unbelievable. I I, I fasted all day. I, I saved my cheat meal for for Wednesday because I knew I knew it was going to be a good a good meal, and it was. I, I think I had three plates worth of of Ursula's catering. So shout out to Ursula's catering. If you're listening this morning, you you make a fine meal. And uh, Coach Flanagan agrees. Boom. All right, let's jump into the show. Um, so Daniel, I hear you didn't see Brian Harson at, at the library last night. No. Um, Did you see I, what he was wearing? Yeah, I saw needed to keep wearing. it on the outfit. Did you like the outfit? I like the outfit. The vest okay. is clean. I mean, I like the, the vest. vest. The I like I the vest like. like over like a work shirt. Yeah. You, know, like yeah. Over, you can wear the vest to an office. I'm not a fan work. of the vest with the short sleeve. He does. He does look like Jeff Bezos. He does. <laughs> like I can't. Never trade blows. <laughs> like with Jesse Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Jeff does his like gun show look with the t-shirt and the vest. Like I can't unsee. What's the vest doing there? It, it's style. It's style points. Mm. Like, far be it from Brian Harson to never be like the coolest guy in the room when he walks in, or in his mind, you know. <laughs> I don't in his know. Mind's uh, whether reality reflects that, it could happen. It, it could be. You he know? had to take a picture with Cameron Kasperzak last night. So. Oh, that brings your style points way down. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, speaking of bad pictures with Coach Harson, uh, we'll turn back the clock to uh, <laughs> tip off at Tumors. I've got one of those. Man, I might have the worst picture ever taken of me with Coach Harson. I uh, think I might have. I was just kind of in it, actually. <laughs> well, now you got to pull I it remember up. that photo. Well, it, Chris has it. Uh, that's that's okay. Yeah, um, that's a fine photo. That's so, fine. So Chris, Chris and I noticed Coach Harson was walking <laughs> through the crowd at Tip Off at Tumors. We were both wearing our um, Charles Barkley jerseys, and we thought it'd be awesome if we could get a picture with Coach Harson. But he was in a hurry, right? Oh, it's such a good photo. So, so Chris gets the picture, and I'm coming around to Harson's other side to get to get on his other shoulder. But before I can get there, he's off. So it's just me, like halfway, halfway, like mouth agape. Like I don't even know. I can't describe how funny this photo is. It, um, it's one of the funniest photos. Maybe maybe see if we can get that get that off Chris before the show. Ends I'll, so I'll can, text him so real we can quick. Show it to everybody. I know he put it on his Instagram story, but I I think those disappear. So. Um, that that was that was. You think he's away? Oh, he's at probably work. He's probably at war. Yeah. So. I'll just text him. I was gonna call him. No, don't don't call him. Well, that's why I'm just gonna don't text call him. him. You know what I'm gonna he, call him. He's now. at work. Um. So that, yeah, that Coach Harson. He he's he's fun. He's a man of the people. I'm I'm glad he's he's uh he's kicking it with the students, especially uh in in finals week like this. So. Good time, Daniel. How's your finals week been going? Um, pretty good. I had one this morning. I made an A on. I needed a fifty to keep an A in the class, but you know we don't shoot for fifties. Uh, shoot, shoot for the bottom. Absolutely. No, we go for the top. Uh, so is it, was it like an instant feedback thing? Like yeah. you hit submit and it, shows it was you on what you Canvas. Got? Yeah. Oh, those those are stressful. 
Yeah, I agree. I would I, rather. I, just... I much prefer, you know, in the classroom, like looking at the clock, like well, this grade isn't getting any better. Hand in the paper. Are you are you one of the people that are okay? How how quick are you taking tests? First of all, I have I've never had like a I've never really thought about it. I don't really have a I've never like. If, I just if I, just I run weird out of, about being the first person to turn it if in. If I run out of time, then like it seems like everyone else also ran out. I've never been like, oh, I didn't have enough time on that test, unless it seems like everybody did. I agree, with this. but I don't, do I don't you think... turn in? Are you okay with being the first? Like you finished like really quickly. I've never. Are you like maybe I took too? Well, maybe I went too quickly. I've never finished the test first, so hmm. I feel if like... you finish that fast, you got time to go over it. Well, I mean, yeah, but I don't. I mean, I like, like, I know how many Supreme Court justices there are. That's true. It's eleven. <laughs> Twenty-seven, actually. They're gonna make it three thousand in a few years. In 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 a few years, the real like disparity in America will be the two casts will be those in the Supreme Court and those not in the Supreme yeah. Court. It's going to be 150 million either way. Yeah. Who in this room would be in the Supreme Court and who wouldn't? I definitely know. not. Well, what's your criteria Jack. for it? Who would be a good I don't know. Jack Hart. You're the you're the law guy. Jack I, or I Davis. was on the Supreme Court in Whoa. a fake Supreme Court. Okay, so you're automatically on. I was Justice Breyer. Yeah. And I got a 245 out of 255. Ten points were only off because I messed up my citations. Mm. Everything else is perfect because you didn't adjust, I want, adjust your tie enough. I want my Supreme Court justice to be watching the dog law. What was it, what are the videos you watch? Puppy justice. Puppy automated. justice. Puppy justice. That's, that's what, that's what Jack was just referencing with the the tie fixing. Puppy <laughs> justice is awesome. Uh, if you want to do some recommende, just in the middle. I have of the very recommende. Recommende. Uh, it's made by last last week tonight. Right? Well, it. it it technically is, but it's 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 like a oh, it, bot doing it. But it's it. standalone, you know. Yeah. So uh, it it takes the transcripts or the the recordings from uh, Supreme Court question time, mm-hmm. and it just puts them on some footage of dogs. Yeah, and it's are, the same thing every time. But you get to he- you actually get to like that are watch dressed it. up as Supreme Court justices. Ties. Mm-hmm. There's a a duck that takes notes. Yeah. There's a stenographer that's a chicken. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, and the, uh, it it's very it, it you. You learn a lot about it, the, yeah. the, the justice system in the states while with a fun visual as well. Because I can imagine how – because I've seen people doing research for things where they have to just, like, listen to the Supreme Court, like, ar- argue about, like, who owns the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And it seems pretty boring. Just you like, got to see the puppies with it so you can put the face oh, like, oh, to voice yes. to the face. That's what RBG looks like. Oh, it's a the, chihuahua. It's the chihuahua with the glasses, and then, and then Alito will pet Kagan or Sotomayor <laughs> over and over again. Weagle supports educational videos. Just like the I, Supreme yeah. Court. It's a great video. Uh, however, they are old because Justice Kennedy is still on in those videos. They, there's not been a new one made since Justice Kennedy left. So probably four years now. Is that it? It's been a while. When, when, did, when, did, when did Gorsuch get on? Uh, or, I mean, excuse me, when did Kavanaugh get on? Kavanaugh got on. Well, uh, Scalia's on it too. 2019. Uh, yeah, it was actually during compact, during compact Discourse 2018. We talked about that on OG Compact Discourse. There you go. Boom. It's all coming to a head. Scalia is also still on it. So what, what year was that? Uh, that would have been 2016. 16. Yeah, because I was still in high school. There you go. Boom. So they're pretty old, but they're still fun. There's some actually really big cases that you get you can watch. Oberfeld v. Hodges, Miller v. Alabama, Florida v. Jardines. Some big cases. That's the dog one, right? That is the dog you one. You think they had a conflict of interest talking about dogs as dogs? It could have been. Possibly. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got Trouble's a lot of people coming. rolling up. We got a few fellers making an appearance. Oh, Troubles the coming. Feller. No, don't oh knock. It's cowpoke him. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. We're gonna take a quick break. When we return, we may just have a few characters on the mic that you may not be expecting. With that, 
we're going to head to another quick break here on the third of four hours here on Compact Discourse, if you can believe it. We're hanging out here with a whole cast of characters in the Bradley Basin WEGL studios on the campus of Auburn University here broadcasting live from the basement of the Harold Melton Student Center. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside all my friends here on Compact Discourse. So do not go anywhere. We'll be back with some more of the show right after a quick break. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. I'm your host, Jack Harb. This is the final episode of Compact Discourse in its current iteration with me as your beloved host. I've got a full house here in the studio this fine morning, including, but not limited to, one, Mr. DJP. Welcome to the show, DJP. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. It's great to have you here. Missed you a whole lot. I know we've been doing some big things here on Weagle the past few weeks so i've been happy to be a part of the woodstock hour and why so serious finales those were a lot of fun so thank you for making those happen bud thank you for being there thank you for all that you've done while we're reminiscing i do want to i want to turn back the clock we'll go back to september 2018 oh we go about to do here? weagle interest meeting mm. this guy jp he was so interested in weagle <laughs> He sat right on the front row. <laughs> I'll never forget that smile. Right on the front row. I was sitting next to one Noah Gardner and uh, JP, man. He was ready to go, and he has stayed ready to go to die for Weagle for the past four years. So from, from the jump, this guy's been top, on top of stuff. So I just, that's my lasting mem- my first memory of JP and my last memory of JP right here. I can tell you one of my, my first ones of you. Last memory of me. What? We're just graduating college. JP Pull died. the lever. JP, yeah. <laughs> Pull the lever. I was about to say. I remember that. one of my first impressions of you, and it's something that, it's a reason why I always do it. How you talk with your hands like you're <laughs> wiping windows or something like that. Remember you were doing that when you were talking about imaging. I was like, this guy knows what he's doing. And then we made the Layla intro like a week later, and the rest is history. I'm a master of deception. It's as, not your fault. As I did not know what I was doing. But yeah, uh, you know. Talking with your hands. It's, it's important when you're up in front of a group of people. Who doesn't talk with their hands? To be an effective speaker, I think you need to talk with your hands. Unless you're, what, like holding on to a podium? Well, I mean, yeah, but, like, I, I also talk with my hands. I've made the mistake of talking with my hands, like, on radio when nobody can see me. And it's, it's it just, doesn't, doesn't I mean, work very well. I think talking. it helps you, like, modulate your voice, too. I think it does. I, think I would say so. moving around kind of just helps it Make out. a point. Do the elevator button push. It helps, it helps visually, too. It makes it more interesting when you talk. That's right. I would say so. There you go. Some if people do too cameras. much though, and then it's distracting. I'm like, I don't know. Well, what I'm you're not gonna start right hitting now. the Dougie or anything, but like, <laughs> I just like I talk to my I like, I, I like I point to things and I move around. So so, so does Jack. I, he's doing it right now. I'm guilty of it. He's like pointing. He's pointing at the ceiling. That's right. Up right up there. Yep. When we were doing oh, yeah. the through the Number lens one. episode, I remember like I feel like we were doing some finger guns because we were talking about Western movies. So. It makes sense. Doing doing some finger guns. It's not your fault, JP. What? <laughs> It's not your fault. Alex, talking to the mic if you're going to say something. That's a sidebar. Holes Holes? is a neo-Western? All right, well, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about holes. All right. Let's talk about holes. (laughs) Holes. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, John Voight, Sigourney Weaver. No, no, no. Y'all talked about this the other day. (laughs) We did. can't talk about it again. I'm tired of digging, Grandpa. (laughs) That's too damn bad. 
I can fix that. The best I think, I think song that's, in any movie this ever. This is Dulé Hill's birthday on Tuesday. I think, right. I think we've mentioned enough about They All eat right. the onions, but they're actually just apples. <laughs> you kiss the onion picker. That's true. <laughs> you like that sploosh? I think, I think that's right, enough we've, about holes. <laughs> we've filled our holes quota, if you will, so we'll table the discussion. Good bit. Tune in to Through the it's Lens fault, for Holes <laughs> Chat. <laughs> Um, Daniel, I want to I want to turn the attention back to you. Okay. What was your impression? I know you were you were a, a faithful Weagle listener before you joined the organization. What was that transition like for you? Well, I'm from I went to the same high school as Bay and Jacob, and I became an Auburn fan once I realized I wanted to go here. And Bay, do you know Michael Fane? I do. So I was talking to him. I was like, man, I just Auburn just does not get a good rap, like on Fine Bomb, on ESPN, anywhere. Like, everyone hates Auburn. He said, hey, you should listen to Bay and Jacob's show, and uh, the rest is history. So the transition from that, um, I don't know. It was pretty easy. You know, like, ne- they say never meet your heroes. How did it feel to, to meet Bay and Jacob? <laughs> um, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. There's some good guys, man. They run a good show. I hear show. Jacob Hillman oh, has, has, a, has a tea time at Augusta National Golf Club this morning. He's meeting the president, too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that's the only valid excuse to not showing up to the final episode of Compact Discourse. Weren't you in, did, were you invited to the tea time, Bay? He was not. Not invited to a no, no president meeting for Bay. thing is, I know Jacob doesn't have anything else because he took a W in all of his classes. So there are no exams coming up. The for W is for a welcome to the jungle. <laughs> Indeed it is. <laughs> So that's where Jake, Jacob's, uh, you know, he's eating a pimento cheese sandwich right now. He's uh, not, not going to be able to join he's us. He's buying but. a $75 hat. He's having his go. name announced on the first tee. <laughs> Jacob well, That'll Hillman. be the day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's where we are currently. So um, ho- I hope uh, it was a, a, a lot of fun to transition from a fan of Weagle to, a, in fact, now a staff member on Weagle. So that's, that's the Daniel Locke story. My first memory of Daniel Locke, I want to say – was was coming on next the uh, compact discourse? Yep, we, we we talked some. It was the day before we went to Penn State. It w- sure was. That was a great episode. We used that on the the Abby Award submission. There you go. That was a fun episode. We talked. Yes, Alex. No, I, I just something you want to share with the class. Talk on the mic if you're gonna Raising talk. Raising his hand over here. No, look, it wasn't. It was just. It was just exciting because I remember that episode. It was a good time. That's also when I uh, attacked the entire Penn State fan base. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the phone. I remember um, <laughs> in the first 15 minutes of that episode, we were talking about random rainstorms. I said how I got caught in one and um, had to replace my MacBook. And Alex was like, ooh, that's terrible. And I was like, hey, this is a nice guy. Then fast forward to May of this year. And then you actually meet the guy. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I remember talking about... Uh, Alex is crying <laughs> we over talked about getting It's okay. Su- it's not your fault, getting, Alex. Getting sewage spilled on you at FedEx Field. And, uh, it was a dark time. It was... Nobody can hear you. <laughs> Alex is making comments to people in the room, not not for those of you listening on the air. All right, so, sorry. Um, so yeah, that that was sidebar. A, that was uh, the transition. I want to say I'm I'm trying to think about the first time I met everybody. Alex, I want to say the first time was uh, at that 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 fateful Mississippi State hockey game. Yes, it was. <laughs> That's right. And me and Davis were way out of our depth at that point. So, yeah, I was a lot of fun, on the way to Columbus. I get a, a group me DM, which if you ever – that's a sound you never want to hear come out of your phone. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have his number. That sucks. Um, so I got a group me DM from Davis that he was already at the Civic Center because uh, 
I may I may have told him like the official time you're supposed to show up and not the real time, Bruh. which is like right before the. Game. I mean, I mean no disrespect when I say this to former formerly uh, rest in peace uh, old sports director Jared Dillard, but many times whenever we had an assignment of any kind in this in the sports department, that man just just left left us. He's like, all right, he just kicked <laughs> us in the water and tried to let us figure out how to swim. There were times where we didn't know where we were going. Didn't know we were supposed to get there. That's why we had to DM you on group me. Yeah, Believe that's me, right. Jack, I um, prefer not to do that. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I would go out to Columbus and Jared, I'd have technical difficulties and be like, all right, that's the last thing I'm going to do. I'm going to bed. I'm like, all right, thanks, Jared. Uh, thanks, so, Jared. <laughs> that, that, so, yeah, that was the first time we interacted. Uh, Alex and Davis called a, a hockey game, a seemingly normal hockey game until – Auburn goes up. Uh, the eight. Russians came on the court. They took everybody prisoner. It was crazy. Uh, we so had half the team on the broadcast. Until the Mississippi State goes up eight to nothing within the first ten no, minutes. No, no, Auburn went up eight to nothing. Oh yeah, that's that's what I meant, I meant to say. He meant. He meant. So uh, I meant that. I wasn't trying to rewrite. It's not your history. fault, Alex. Uh, and I noticed this is this is going to be a, a bit of a strange game. So I'm 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 texting the scorers table trying to figure out what's happening. And so by the by the second period, um, Auburn's backup goalie is now in and their third string goalie is now playing goalie for Mississippi State all of our starters have changed back into their suits and then both teams are playing with a running clock now as Auburn I think wins like 15 to nothing because I believe didn't Mississippi State's goalie get a concussion yes like he was thoroughly thoroughly concussed I thought he just quit because he was getting scored on at will but I mean I I don't know I'll take his word for no, it. No, you're I thinking guess. of Jeremy Swayman. No one in here knows who that I is. Why did I say is. that? We don't, we, we don't watch hockey. Classic either. hockey. Classic um, so, but there, it did make for a fun uh, broadcast, though, because Brandon Weiss and some of the other guys from the hockey team were able to come up to the to the rafters with us and join the broadcast. We were asking them questions. So it, was a first, like, it was like a podcast during a hockey game. It was awesome. It was just so, really awkward when I forgot one of the players' names as I was in the like, middle oh, of asking him a question. Yeah. Uh, Typical how do you feel about that, number seven? <laughs> hey, That's you, guy. what I did, but it's fine. Yeah, it sucks when they're not wearing their jerseys. I can't tell who they are. Only broadcast... Of hockey we ever did. And it, it was a winner. It was a winner. It was a winner. And it inspired the Inside Auburn Hockey Podcast. So. And then we got asked to come on extra. That was a different time. That was, that was that was later. I remember that was that was a crazy moment. Extra yeah. point. Jared's like, you guys are good. I we need, we need some point. warm bodies. Get in here. <laughs> we were yelling at each other. It was crazy. It was a good time. So, yeah, that's that's the first time I met Alex and Davis, and the rest is history. There you I, go. I made their – we had a, a little spat as I designed their – through the lens logo as to whether or not it would be Alex and Davis present or Alex and Davis presents. I learned that it is Alex and Davis present. Thank you. So no, le- no, it's presents. It's whatever isn't on the logo. I can tell you that much because <laughs> I look. I did do it wrong. Let me look. I don't remember. I just remember that we had to decide if Alex and Davis was an f- official corporation if we were announcing it as ourselves. I don't know what we decided. Yeah, if look. you guys are in the the Screen Actors Guild, just quite yet. There you go. The argument is still going on, apparently. It's present. <laughs> the, the debate wages on. It's so present. It's supposed to be present. And no, the it's graphic, it's present. I changed, I changed it to present because present is correct. Bruh. Because it's like, Weagle presents, but then Jack and Davis present. Or hey. Alex and Davis present. You know, It makes sense grammatically. But it's, it's not your fault. I thought It's I, not your fault, Alex. My understanding was that if Alex and Davis are like, they're like a production team. But we know, aren't like, a production team, it's just us. They're like the Coen brothers. Presents. But it's just it's just us two people. Okay, I don't know if we're. It's like it's like it's like not an official title. It's if it were an official title, then I'm trademarking so Davis. we can go back to. Presents. You want a trademark being the second name on the list, Davis? Just because I'm the second name doesn't mean I'm the worst of the two. I didn't say oh. that. <laughs> right, like how on the scoreboard they say Bay and Jacob. That one, that one, tra- that one tracks. That one tracks. 
One of them. One of them's here. That's all you got to know about Bay and Jacob. They're also very interchangeable when you talk about this. Jacob and Bay. Davis and Alex doesn't. doesn't sound Davis and Alex just doesn't doesn't flop the tongue. I I trust Mark Aston to get it right, but so. Daniel and Griggs sounds way better than Griggs and Daniel. No, I think Griggs and Daniel. Lock and Key. Daniel? The no, locksmith. What about mm. D and G? Ooh. Ooh. As long as the D comes G-G first, we all good. We cool one. G D. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. It's Whoa. not your fault, Alex. Whoa, partner. Um, JP. When when yep. did the DJP title come to fruition? Was that premeditated um, or did it just happen? That happened whenever I was on my way home from Camp War Eagle after signing up at the interest meeting. I was falling asleep in the car ride home, all tuckered out after a long day of walking <laughs> around camp. Tiger Talk Six really Tiger Talk Six really did a number on me, and I was on my way home, and I was like, "Well, I like classic rock, and uh, I'm trying to think of a a moment in time that really just kind of not epitomized classic rock, but like a turning point." So, like, Woodstock was the thing, and I was like, well, I only got an hour a week. And, you know, DJP just kind of rolled off the tongue, and I, I, was, I wanted to be a DJ. I had been wanted to be a DJ since I was, like, 13. So it just kind of all came together right as I was falling asleep. And I remember I had, like, a dream in the car. I don't remember all the details, but I just remember I was, like, at Woodstock, and I was, like, an MC on a stage. And then I woke up, and then, you know, it's just kind of – <laughs> it's just kind of kept going from here. DJ We're in the P business of making out. dreams come true here at We're, WEGL. A whole sweater's been made just now. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, I think the the live with DJP thing has a lot more potential than the Woodstock Hour did, just because you know it's not actually super feasible for me to have the same access at a future station that I do here to just an insane catalog and being able to just buy a song on iTunes and play it on here. But it's been an awesome four years playing classic rock, and there was a Cole, there was a Coldplay episode at one point. Um, I don't really know why that happened, how that happened. Hey, it was awesome. Everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> I heard I JP's. Like I heard DJ Poo was originally going to be MC, MC JP. No, that's false no. information. <laughs> Who yeah, told made you it up. that? Yeah. I made it up. D- I made it up. DJ Davis made it up. DJ Davis. DJ Davis. There you go. Glad that caught on. I was almost DJ low. All right, folks. It is the bottom of the hour. It's 1030. We got to take another break. When we return, the third secret bottom of the hour song of the day and a whole lot more. We might even hit some uniform factor if you're lucky, if you're good. So with that, we are going to take another quick break. And when we return, of course, the secret song and uniform factor coming up on the other side of this break. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside DJP and um, a whole bunch of other people. Really too a many to name. Cavalcade. I'm going to run out of song before I can get the entire cast of characters out of my mouth. So with that, we want you to encourage you to don't touch that dial and keep it right here on Weagle 91.1 and WeagleFM.com. We are broadcasting live until noon today to celebrate the final episode of my show, Compact Discourse. And with that, we're going to head to another break. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Compact Discourse on WEGL 91.1 FM or WeagleFM.com. Joining us in the studio today is, of course, the main host, Mr. Jack Hart, followed by a cavalcade of Weagles past, Weagles present, and Weagles future. Feel free to call in and voice your opinion on the show at 334-844-9345. That is 334-844-WEGL for anyone still using the touchtone keypad. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Jack, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for letting me intro the show. Ever since I've been doing this show with you, very rarely at that because, you know, I'm not really much of an early riser. I've always, always wanted to do the intro for this one. 
So thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for making it out, JP. It's uh, really nice to hear your dulcet tones introducing my show. All right, we got dulcet's a good word. That's not a Dul- pejorative. Dulcet. Someone just, define dulcet. I can JP's add JP's voice, dulcet. Come on now. Wow. I'll look it up on Alex's. I'll, I'll add it to my uh, to my dictionary. I was telling some people about my dictionary. Pleasant the other to the day, ear, melodious. No hey, JP, pause yeah. for a second. Pleasant to the ear, melodious. Now say your thing. It's not your fault. I don't think I will. <laughs> tell no, me that's not. I was not, telling tell someone about my my dictionary the other day. It's not your and fault, they, JP. I couldn't tell if they were like fascinated by it or they just had no idea what I was talking about. That's. I, that's, I mean, do you, are you not like familiar with that response by now? I guess not. I mean, I like to build my own dictionary, my own words. I do remember. Not like a dictionary. Word of the day. Word of the day. What's your word of the day, Lest we forget when the word of the day was incel. <laughs> we, we, had, we had to I talk him I off that, that ledge. Episode. Had to talk me off that oh, ledge, yeah. I guess. What ledge was that? It was, huh? You don't You don't need to worry about it, Alex. It wasn't okay. like, we it was a dark time. We explained to him what it meant. How do I spell that word? What is it? Dulcet? Dulcet. D-U-L-C-E-T. I thought you were asking to spell incel. Dulcet. Dulcet. Adjective. I'll add it to the word. I'll say from the compact discourse finale. Because I like to add context to it. I like to add the meaning and kind of like use it in a sentence. It helps me kind of build the memory of where I learned that word. I like learning new words. Helps me paint a picture. That's one of my favorite part about like reading a paper book. Yeah. Is learning new words. Do you highlight them or you just remember them? I, well, I, I look them up and I add them to my list. Okay. Which it's something you don't, with an audio book, you can't really, it, it moves at a steady clip. You can't. You're not really sure if you haven't heard the word because you're you're not processing the words. You're processing the sentences. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. So In the story itself. If the sentence makes sense to you, it, which it usually does because it's a well-written book. I think I think it's much more. It doesn't stand out as much as because I recently read a book by by Ken Jennings, who you may know as the Jeopardy guy, and pretty much the map ev- one. The map the map one. That that's another recommendation for you. Map. I want to read that one. Map head. If you if you map. like maps, even if you don't like maps, this will trick you into liking maps. There you go. Um, how do you, can you not like maps? Maps uh, are cool. Maps are awesome. I so, have a scratch off map of all the states in uh, of, of all the states in the United States. My goal is to fill out the entire thing. Oh, that's <laughs> why you're going to Alaska. That is part of the reason why I'm going up there. Yeah. Have you been to Hawaii yet? That's that's probably going to be the most the illustrious one. Yeah, that'll be the most expensive one, probably either that or Alaska will. But. The grand finale. Hop in a little boat and get there. No, no. Yeah. Right how do you think? Boat? How do you think the the Pacific Islanders got over here? Um, they had those in a cool boat is what they did. <laughs> cool boat. And you ever seen Moana? They probably had four. Oh, I watched that movie like a two years ago. Boat. There you go. They That's probably what they had were doing. Four arms. That That's a theory. A in half. That's a theory about how like Pacific Islanders got over to mm-hmm. the Americas on boats like that. Yeah, they, they prob- just boated over I, here. I don't. That doesn't really hold up with your whole coconut crab theory, though. <laughs> That's Amelia Earhart. <laughs> I know. I know who it is. She was eaten by coconut crab. But that that doesn't have anything not. that doesn't have anything to do with the Pacific Islands getting to the Americas. I I think it's at least worth a loose dot connect. Um words. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would I was reading this book and I think like every chapter I would find like at least three new words I had never seen before. Like uh imbroglio, ooh, which is like I a like that. it's like a it's it's hard to define even. It's I'll look a, into it. It's a Alex, hope we don't it's mind. It's like a it's like a tough situation. Like this caused quite an extremely confused, complicated, or embarrassing situation. Yeah, you caused quite the imbroglio down Ooh, at the Civic Center cool. yesterday. Ooh. And then a stentorian is another one. Alex, by all means, Davis, keep doing it. <laughs> of a person's voice, loud and powerful, <laughs> much like um like Alex just then. Yeah, he took a very stentorian tone. That's true. I'm Ooh. still. Ma- I-, I got an anecdote about. You have to that, use your stentorian voice. 
Do I it. have an anecdote about that, but I'm not going to. Uh, not it. very Centaurian to me. You got it. Really? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Too Centaurian. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, the much-anticipated return of Uniform Factor featuring the City Edition jerseys that have been released by Nike for three different Major League Baseball teams so far this season. We'll have Bay Marks, a Uniform Factor favorite, and Daniel Locke as well to help break down these new uniforms from Nike. One last ride with Uniform Factor. We'll get to hear everybody's favorite intro to any segment on any show and a whole lot more fun still coming up as we are cooking along on the final episode of Compact Discourse. Just about an hour and 15 minutes left of the show, so if you haven't heard any of it yet, be sure to enjoy it while it lasts. This is Jack Hart. Join alongside everybody in the studio today. We'll be right back. Now, form factor is a term I learned in my occupational safety and ergonomics class. Does Powder Blue ever look bad? Ever? Absolutely not. I can't name one team. <laughs> That's the worst helmet I've ever seen. I mean, part of the fun of throwbacks is that we're all in on the joke that they look terrible. Bird is awful, but the jerseys themselves are sick. Dude, it's clean, man. Hey, we ain't rocking these. Any thoughts on this Browns-Broncos matchup, Carter? The game itself? The uniforms. Welcome back to Compact Discourse, and welcome back, everybody, to another exciting edition of Uniform Factor. You may recall that. Longtime fans of the station will remember that from the extra point. In fact, all three of the people featured on that um, intro, other than me, are long gone from Weagle, that being Jared Dillard, Carter Bird, and Devin Foreman, three of the guys I used to hang out with almost every morning on the extra point. So I want to give my big thank you to those guys. We had a lot of fun on the extra point, arguing over whether or not JaVale McGee was a top 30 center in the NBA. I don't, I don't think we have time to hash that out right now, but that was a point of contention, and uh, you, you can uh, find our find our uh, takes on that back in the, the annals of history of WEGL. All right, well, it is time for Uniform Factor once again. Bay Marks, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Bay, it was a privilege to sit in on the last episode of The Scoreboard. That was one of my favorite shows on WeGo. I would listen to it every Friday afternoon while I was doing my, my either my tasks or uh, at the gym so it, it, it was it was my rock that held me down at the end of the week we, we always appreciated your listen Jack there was a core group of people that that would tune in every week or listen to the replay and I could always count on you to be listening to us on the treadmill or hitting legs or hitting arms uh, I know that was one of your gym favorites also uh, or maybe just riding your bike around Auburn that's right I think I think Bay Marks has the world record for most times catching me lacking just about <laughs> and about in town. I made a very bad habit of, of finding Jack in public and sending him a picture of himself, and it's probably the scariest thing he ever experienced, just knowing I'm always watching. I, I've got a tail. I've got a tail, and his name is Bay Marks. So uh, we're, we're going to kick things off with Uniform Factor. We're going to be talking about the City Connect uniforms that are being rolled out once again this season. You may remember these from last season, you may remember the infamous yellow Boston Red Sox jersey, or you may Hold remember. Hold on now. Do you do you like those? No. Okay. Nah, then infamous nah, they will nah. remain as uh, the Boston chose different colors than what they normally have. You may remember those, or you remember may remember some ones that were universally beloved, like perhaps the Wrigleyville Chicago Cubs uniforms or the Southside Chicago White Sox uniforms. So Nike is doing the same thing this year, I think. Over the course of three seasons, every team will get a City Connect uniform. So the second third of the league is on the chopping block this year. And the first one to be announced was before opening day even happened. And that was the Washington Nationals received their City Connect uniform inspired by the cherry blossoms that grace the uh, lakesides of Washington, D.C. that are in bloom at around the time of opening day. 
So if you want to check these out, you can always go to sportslogos.net, one of my favorite websites, to get the full uh, scoop on all of these uniforms and a whole lot more. But that's where we're sourcing these pictures from. The basic idea with these uh, is that they're cherry blossom themed. There's cherry blossoms on the socks, on the hat, on the shirt, and they are have a very off-white, lovely color to go along with it, much like the blooming cherry blossoms that you can see around D.C. So these were the first to be revealed, and they are uh, a kind of a slate gray color as well as a, a very light pink and to go with a very non-traditional take on the Washington Nationals color scheme. I, I will say... It, it, it does seem weird to have a flower on a baseball uniform, but the fact that it's indigenous to the area and that it means a lot to the people in D.C. around this time of year, I understand. The gray is a different gray than I think we've seen in pretty much any other baseball uniform to this point, even in City Connect jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that gray probably fits that pink the best for the flower. Um, I don't really have much, com- much to complain about. Um, I think the only thing I would complain about is uh, – uh, WSH on the front, I would have liked something maybe a little different, like representing the city, like maybe D.C. or Washington instead of just the large uh, Yeah, large I can acronym. agree with that. Um, so, I mean, overall, they're they're really nice to me, in my opinion. Yeah, as a, as a fan of a team based out of the D.C. area, uh, teams that use just the WSH, one, it's kind of lazy. It's, it's a lot better than I've seen other acronyms be just WAS, the first three letters, which is a lot weaker. So I think the WSH is... Of the two acronyms, the better one, and I think it works. I do agree, though. They could have definitely done something better, especially since they've got the W on the hat already. Why not get some variation there? But overall, I like them. I also like how they at least like make it like that kind of bold with that other color underneath, that other white color underneath it to kind of make it pop because it could be pretty bland without that. So they, they do a lot with just the color gray. And then their socks are inspired by the DC flag with the stars and those two stripes as well. So that, that gets an, a thumbs up for me. I mean, they're good. They're all right. I think the flowers are what you're there for, which is why everything else around it is kind of basic. I think they're all right. I think, and the I like how you said that about the socks because one of the other comments I would make is since it's a city connect, like you would probably do something based around the capital, but then again, like it's already the national, so maybe like a different change of pace, like for the city connect jerseys. I guess that's that's pretty refreshing. In it's an eyes. interesting aspect of the city to to tackle. Yeah, definitely, because I think uh, as as you said. Like, the Wizards, the Nationals, they already have the red, white, and blue. They already have capital-inspired things all the time. So I like these a lot. Uh, the one thing I would do, uh, maybe instead of the WSH, just have a Nationals logo, maybe the W on the hat in the top corner and a number on the other side. Mm-hmm. As someone who's from that region, um, I think it's kind of cool that they're even doing the the Cherry Blossom idea to begin with because, like, the Cherry Blossom Festival up there is, like, a pretty big deal. So I think it's just cool that they're incorporating it to begin with. I didn't know they had a Cherry Blossom Festival. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. I'm looking at the jerseys right now. Yeah. These things look nice. I, I like what you said about the gray, though. Like, that's probably the only gray that they could fit in there. I feel like they maybe could have done something with white, but they would have had to darken the letters of the WSH. But the, the pink, that color pink looks phenomenal. The Cherry Blossom, the actual, like, branch of it looks really nice. And the W on the hat just looks incredible. For sure. All right. Well, that is going to – oh, yeah, slate. That's a good word for it. I will – well, that was going to do it for the Washington Nationals. All right, let's kick it on over to Space City with the Houston Astros. These actually broke a record set by, I believe, the uh, actually the Washington Nationals uh, for most City Connect merch sold in one day uh, when these launched on – these are the new Monday night uniform for the Houston Astros. They are the Space City City Connect uniforms. 
They are blue from head to toe. They are deep space blue uh, to match the Houston Astros. They have the NASA worm font, which you may recognize from the side of the rockets that went to the moon as spelling out Space City on the front. They have the traditional Houston Astros logo with a twist. It has a baseball orbiting around it in a classic 1950s style. And the numbering on the pants is invocative of those old tequila sunrise uniforms of the Houston Astros. And the lettering and numbering on the back is in that NASA font as well. Some other cool details of note is... The patch on the sleeve uh, contains one of my favorite aspects of the Houston Astros brand, the Texas flag with the red replaced with orange and the star replaced with the Astros logo. You can see that flying outside a number of homes in the Houston area, which I think is a nice state uh, point of civic pride. You also have on the jock tag a golden outline of the Eagle Lantern with the uh, the phrase Houston the Eagle has landed, to connecting it to the ties with Houston. And the last detail I want to point out before I open it to the floor is on the shoulder, you can see the grid pattern that is common on star charts. So really a whole lot of different moving parts that make these come together into one of the coolest uniforms, I think, maybe the coolest new uniform released in recent history. I think I have a soft spot for uniforms that incorporate space things because the UCF uniform that was like uh, NASA themed, if you remember that one. I was also a big fan of that one. I really like this one as well. Bay, you have anything? Uh, this, without a doubt, surpassed the uh, White Sox Southside jerseys for me for my favorite City Connect. Uh, when the White Sox released the Southside jerseys, I mean, that just fit, like, the mantra, the feel, the the vibe of that, of that organization and that side of the city. Um, and they exemplified that very well in that City Connect design. They did it way better in Houston, exemplifying what that city stands for, what they're known for. Um, the worm font, like Jack mentioned, that I mean, that's where it all kind of starts when you're looking across the chest and you see that font. That really speaks space, outer space, with that dark blue, the bright orange that you see not only on the Houston uniforms, but on the astronaut uniforms. You see that color a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go into the details because Jack already mentioned them, but all the details that he mentioned are all in a culmination of why these, without a doubt, are the best City Connect jerseys we've seen to date. And I've seen some clamoring even for the Houston Astros to change that logo full-time as it invokes kind of the it, – it's a combination of the old Astros logo with the baseballs orbiting the Astrodome and the new Houston Astros logo with the H on the star. Yeah. I mean, I support that 100%. I mean, these are just – everything about it is so perfect. You know, I'm not a big gradient guy myself, but the gradient socks work with just an entirely blue jersey. not like there's too many colors going on. It's just the gradient socks – the patch being that Houston Astro flag, which I did not know that was a thing, actually, and it being like, you know, the patches on astronaut suits and stuff like that. I think all the colors mesh perfectly together. They're able to, you know, get a different, like, feel with the logo on the hat versus what they have across the chest, which I think is different than the Washington one where it kind of was just the same thing twice. Everything's just so perfect, and all the details and all the colors mesh perfectly. I mean, it's just, they're good. They're really good. I like these a lot. The one thing I'm not a fan of is the number on the pants. Um, it just kind of seems weird. It sticks out. But other than that, I love them. Yeah. And, Jack, you said the number on the pants is like an old tradition, yes? Yeah, the, a lot of uniforms in the 80s had numbers on the pants. So I think okay. what what maybe from when these came out, I did a little bit of reading, and I've heard that they're inspired by back when the Astros were an expansion team in the 80s, they had numbers on their pants. You, if you've seen an Astros uniform, you've probably seen that one that has a, basically the rainbow on the on the torso. Those, those did have a, a number on the pants, like Altuve is sporting in this picture. 
Um, honestly, you know, make the pants white and change Space City to Houston. They could switch to these full time as far as I'm concerned. I, th- I think it's a cool change of pace to also have the navy pants because you don't ever see that in baseball, especially the professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, having that blue top and blue bottoms is, is, is different. It looks so nice, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think what you were saying about switching the pants to white, you could definitely go full time. But I think that would take away the significance of the uniform. If they made yeah. this the full-time thing, it just kind of wouldn't be as special as how these jerseys look. Specifically, all the details, like what you're saying with the uh, the grid on the arms. Oh, yeah. And kind of the, the tequila sunrise, I think is what you call oh, yeah. that mix. The ombre mix between the orange and yellow. Just I don't even like Houston, but I would buy a jersey. I, I would probably pay full-price jersey. Yeah, so um, what, what, what we said about gradients as well, typically I'm not a fan of gradients either, but I think the gradient in this jersey is so subtle that some people might not even notice it. If you, if you don't, can't see it, the, uh, the stitching of, goes from orange to yellow on the cap, and I think that's the extent of the gradient. So. Well, no, and it and also does baseball? it along the lines on the chest, if you yeah. see like, uh, okay. the lining of the I think Yeah, it's subtle. Like, Dave's just pointed that out. So it, it, that's what it's all about. And I think another detail, I think this was a press release from the team. This is not an observation I made, but they said that the uh, bright orange and yellow against the blue night sky is meant to be evocative of the Houston skyline, which I, I, I don't know if they, they had planted this idea in my head, but looking back on it on, on a couple trips I've had to Houston, I do remember the Houston skyline being very colorful with some neon lights up against the big Texas sky. So it's st- the pollution. Stars at night are big and bright. I can't wait for a team to get to the moon. There's going to be crazy jerseys. The Mercury Mets are going to go crazy. Oh, they're going to look so good. <laughs> Let's go Mets. All right, guys. How much time do we have left for uniform factor? I think uh, that'll do it. I don't think we have time to talk about Kansas no City. No soccer. No well, so- Kansas well, okay. what's up? What's Kansas up? I don't have to. Uh, we don't really have Liverpool. to talk about it, but I just want you to look at this. All right, watch this real. Look at the details and like the threads on that, because as okay. a big time soccer fan, I absolutely love soccer jerseys. They call them kits over there, of or course. shirts, even or shirts. Yeah, I, f- I follow uh, a, an Instagram account that shows off cool soccer jerseys, including. There's always a picture they post of Leonardo DiCaprio wearing. Well, I um, I know you're curious to know what Leonardo DiCaprio was wearing, but unfortunately, it seems like we've reached the end of this recording. I think we went so long that the station couldn't comprehend how long a show could be, and as a result, that's where the recording ends. But fret not, I started a new recording sometime into the next segment, so I feel like. That's a fair trade-off, because what you really missed out on was just a few seconds of JP talking about soccer jerseys. So, did you really miss anything? Um, I don't think so. So, what we're going to do is, I'm going to drop you right into the next segment of the show, just a few minutes later, after I had restarted the recording, and I promise this takes you all the way to the end. Thank you for listening. Camp Four Eagle was kind of just like a blur. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. It went by pretty fast. A lot of random deep discussions with people that I haven't seen since. Like, we had, like, an 8.30 p.m. discussion on, like, drug addiction or something. I don't know what was going on, man. Tiger Talk 6. That was intense. We all, like, sat in the village, and they were, like, getting all, like, scenty with us. It was weird. But I kind of liked it, so. It's formative. It is. It's formative. It served its its purpose. Go through hard times for people. First day of Camp War Eagle wasn't bad. Second day's work. Second day was bad. tough. Sleep deprived. I, you talk about class the entire time. You guys said two days of camp. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> we went through this with Daniel last week. So before COVID, because my brother came through lucky. during COVID, mm-hmm. that was all online. Before then, you came, the first day was like all about campus life, involvement, like you had a pep rally, like cool stuff like that. And you went to Tumors at night. And then the second day, you spent it in Haley Center the entire day doing and you your classes. slept on a plastic mattress. Yes, you did. Oh, I, I did gosh, like, I did like the three day. 
in the village. Three days? Well, yeah. My so my mom was in the hotel room, and she was like, you have to stay with him. I was like, dude. I was like, please just let me stay in the It's bed. awful. You don't get home till like, 1230. And then, like, it's our – tired as fuck. I won't name our guy – I won't name our guy's name, but he got, like – us up at like 6 30 in the morning it was like banging on our door and was like get up like now get like, up welcome like, to the jungle <laughs> welcome to the you, welcome you'll, to Auburn, you'll sleep soldier. in may you'll sleep in may we sleep in july now we don't sleep in may we've revised Facts. it to july all Facts. of you new kids that had one day count yourself lucky so those two days were hell <laughs> I My goodness, I don't know. See, okay, I have I so much think, disdain. Hey, but for that, camp that's Eagle. when I ran into the one and only Mr. Dillard at Camp Weagle. So Jared I lied to us. What? What? He said you'll get a job I at ESPN if you come to Weagle. <laughs> yeah, classic Jared. Sign me. Eventually, up. eventually, eventually you can. Yeah, eventually you can. He's like, I work for ESPN, and he's like, Well, technically. I was about to say, event, eventually, <laughs> when you're like 60 and Weagle's no longer on your resume, sure, you may end up at ESPN. I can keep Weagle on your resume for life. Weagle's never leaving my resume. Oh, I mean, I love Alex. it. Not, I, uh, no. look, guys, it's the biggest part of my resume. It's in two parts. I got it in two different it's sections. Not, I also do. This not to throw shade, but the only reason I got my job. when we went to Camp War Eagle, we saw Weagle, and then when me and Jacob, I said this on our show last week in the finale, we also heard of Eagle Eye. So the like, first or second week of class, we went to the informative meeting for both. We went to Weagle. And we were like, oh, like, we really like this. Then we went to Eagle Eye, and we went back to the dorm, and we decided which one we wanted to do. And I said last week it was safe to say we made the right choice between student media groups. So, Aww. Yeah. I'm going to be applying for a job at a drywall company, and they're going to be like, what's an Abbey Award? <laughs> I'm glad you, you asked. some mean <laughs> commercials for us. Yeah. Come get drywall with us. Yeah, I, I can do that. I, Brassfield and Goy commercials? I hate hearing all the... The, the negative opinions on Camp War Eagle, though, because mine was the complete opposite. Day one, day one was fine. We have to I shine mean, some like, respect I mean, on is, our Camp This Eagle is J.P. Williams' the, believer the, that callouts yeah. is the greatest tradition in the history of Auburn. Hey, so shut it's, up. <laughs> it is an awesome, it's not your fault, awesome tradition. No, well, okay. Let, I'll, stepping on the seal. Not stepping on the seal. Either way, they were bad is the point, and we lost. <laughs> I think the feeling of callouts is just an awesome feeling. Like, Have you experienced it? Yeah. That's dope. I got my name called. That's oh, right. That's Camp Eagle, yeah. Unreliable. Yeah. Then got a call, and I was like, "Whoa, this is going to be a moment that's going to like change the course of my college career and it, change it, the course of history." It led to one of like the best summers, probably the best summer that I've ever had. And you know, the summer that I went through Camp Eagle for the first time, I made good friends with my counselor. He's one of the people that introduced me to some of my like initial friends at the school. I mean, I've made a lot of friends along the way. Of course, there's been people come in and out of my life. We go, I believe that I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get rid of any of y'all. So uh, thank you. No, as I'm, much I'm, as you tried. As much as I tried. But like the summer of doing Camp War Eagle, the uh, first year experience office will always have my heart. So I, I had to pay my respects after everyone's throwing shade on them. I'm not throwing shade at them. I'm <laughs> shade the experience. It was not fun. It could have been one day. That's what I think. It could have definitely been I will been say the, one, the best thing about Camp War Eagle was – they have the pep rally the first night, and it's normally in the stadium. Ours got moved into Foy, yeah. and we had Bruce, and you know, and Bruce said he walked he up on the stage. We had just won a regular season SEC title, and he walked up on the stage, and he was like talking about how good we'd be, and he was like, and y'all can go tell John Calipari in Kentucky and the rest of the league, we're going to win the league again this year. Like, we had a counselor dressed as that Gus Malzahn come and talk to us. We so. also what? had that, but then we also had, no. get that one. You got, you got one over there. And then, but then we also had Bruce come to the stadium and talk to us. Y'all got to go in the stadium? It's supposed to be yes. in the stadium. Yeah, with the nun. <gasps> yep. 
We had the nun, the too. The nun was there. She, she ran around Floyd blowing her whistle the entire we time. Know, I, I don't know what y'all are talking about. The biggest thing I remember from Camp War Eagle is as soon as it was over, my dad and I, like, driving 90 miles per hour down or up I-85 to get to the Atlanta airport, go to San Francisco. Oh. Yeah. He said, we're getting out of here. We classic, got a baseball classic game Classic Camp War Eagle memory. Awesome. The drive home was gotta, an awesome drive. Home. I got to say my favorite thing of all Camp War Eagle is, oh, we're going to put it in our gigantic football stadium. Who do we have talk to the uh, the students, the basketball coach? Cause Nobody likes I, Gus. Do you have preferred the other guy? No, no. I, just, no, I mean, I know I want why, Butch. I want Butch I, to come I know talk to him. Get Bobby Reynolds out there. I know why they did. I just Get think Jeff it's very funny, and I think it was Travis very Williams. transparent. They're like, sure, Gus is our football coach. We know he would not inspire the masses. Okay, guys. Let's have a good school year. Here. All right, we're gonna end this segment. A couple with this guys banged up. Shout out to Bobby Reynolds, men's tennis coach. Jeff Graba, he's, shout he's out. an OG. Jeff Graba was. Jeff Graba is a Weagle alum. Shout Wait, out. Whoa! What? He's been on a Weagle show. Oh, okay. Uh, I, th- I thought. Uh, which is more than you can say. He was on Comeback Discourse. Or any other. He was on Extra Point. He, no, he yes, was on, he was on Extra Point. I thought it was, it was Comeback Discourse. No, it was we did. Point. We cannot pull Jeff Graba. I, don't, I know it's a great. He showed show. up and then we got cut out of the photos. All he was on that the extra point. It was awesome because he was like talking. We, about me how and you cool. were there. Me and Jack were there when he was taking the photos and he was talking to us on air. Yeah. And then we got cut out of all the photos. Oh. I yes, think that interview that ages else. really well because he talks about how important it is to like have the crowd and like build an audience for the gymnastics meets. And now you know it's a crazy hey, ticket. So welcome to the jungle. I wish I had the cricket sound. Shout out to Bobby Reynolds and Jeff Graba, just with the you. coolest cats to ever interact with Weagle personalities. So. That's uh that's our shout out to them. Maybe they'll be talking to people at Camp War Eagle one day. That's what I'm hearing. So when we come back, we'll have another segment of Compact Discourse. This is the final hour of Comp <laughs> Who is sniffing? <laughs> the, the best Baldwin the best Baldwin brother, Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Uh, we will be right back with some more of the show. Uh, do not go anywhere. Keep that dial right here on 911 FM. We are hanging out with some of my favorite people here in the studio this morning to close out a storied career at WEGL, spanning years and lifetimes, memories, tears, and a whole lot more. We shall return. Do not go anywhere. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. The final episode of Compact Discourse, sadly. But, as I see in the other room, the uh, the phoenix may rise from the ashes yet again. Some of the talented folks at Weagle may be taking over the big pirate ship wheel I use to drive this thing around the radio waves. All right, let's jump right back into the show. DJP, welcome back, bud. What's up, Bob? You're in your fine lavender shirt this morning. I got the pink on. The pink on. I was going to wear pink for you because I know it's one of your favorite colors. It is one of my favorite colors indeed, even though I misidentified it just now. I could have rocked a lavender shirt. I thought about wearing the lavender, but I figured I'd bring back a classic. Classic indeed. Favorites. All right. We've also got uh, the roaming mic over here. Who's holding it? Me and Aaron. And, and also me. Are you sniffing? A lot of people. <laughs> Alex, I think you're muted. Am I? No. What's that red button? <laughs> I don't. Th- I can see it. Push I it, can see- Davis. I'm He's not tricking gonna- you into muting yourself. 
get uh, gas lighted. We've also got Mr. Now. Marks. Welcome Hello. to the show. Thank you for having the me. The other half of the scoreboard can't be here. Jacob Hillman had a tea time at Augusta National Golf Club Fake this club. morning. He's eating a pimento cheese sandwich with one Mr. Tiger Woods' son. And Queen Elizabeth. The only excuse for not showing up to the final episode that I would accept. So he, he took me up on it. So I guess that's what... Uh, what Jacob Hillman thinks of me. You shouldn't have um, given him that option. You should have made it mandatory. <laughs> mandatory attendance. What's going to happen if it feels mandatory and you didn't show up? Well, we're about to find out, Uh-oh. aren't we? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Get done. It's okay. Jacob's mom likes Arrested. me. Arrested. She thinks I look like his, his dad. <laughs> Jail immediately. <laughs> What's up? Who said hey? I said A-yo. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. A-yo! Griggs is also here. Griggs and... Uh, Daniel are now members of the Auburn Jungle, taking yes, over are. the Weagle to Jungle pipeline that um, Jacob Hillman has set up. The agenda won't be stopped. Yes, we will. We will keep the the Jungle. We'll keep. We'll with help with Dylan's help. We will hopefully keep the WEGL line uh, music entertainment going for many years to come outside of Neville Arena. So hope hope uh, that's something you can look forward to uh, in the future for the Jungle. Can I get your input on an idea I had for the jungle? Oh, no. Here we go. Hit I me. will personally fund this. Oh, no. To bring as many Auburn students as we can to a Carolina Hurricanes game <laughs> oh, and heckle oh, the God. crap out of save everyone. It, save it for the Eagles' nest. 11 to I will. 12 to I don't care how much money it takes. I will find a way to get it. I'll take out a loan. I think I'll y'all get should a, go to the, the, the Preds before you head over to South No, Carolina. we like the Preds. We're not going to yeah, disrespect them. So y'all are going to the Hurricanes to disrespect them? Absolutely. I think I missed an inside. An inside. <laughs> it's just the joke is Hurricanes fans become Hurricanes fans in May only. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we're gonna give them some fans. All right. Bunch All right. of bunch, bunch of jerks. Chat. Wow. All right. We also got Will Root on the show. Will Root, welcome to the jungle. I just slept through my final final exam. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. That's um, the best way so, to go out. So I. I will or I won't see you on Saturday at graduation because you're the luckily, only person I have to sit next to. Luckily, a zero on the final still means a 62 in the class, which is a passing grade. That yeah, <laughs> I've heard I've heard that uh, I've heard so, that, that D's do something around here in Auburn, <laughs> and uh, so, I think um, I think he's gonna get that thing. So snaps for uh, software quality assurance. That's Let's right. Go. War Eagle. A fine program we have running here at this academic Will, have you, have you tried emailing your teacher just in case? I just wanted the comedic effect. Okay. Oh. You'd be a great improv partner, Davis. <laughs> no, it's not. How's, uh, Bay, you, yes. you, you, classes ended well for you, bud? Yeah, I had my last in-person final yesterday, and fittingly it was in Haley Center, and I did get lost. So Okay. Uh, still? Yeah. yeah. Four years here, I, you'll still get lost in Haley. I still uh, also yeah. get lost. Alex... Just try to go one time, enter through a different entrance than you're used to, and you will get lost. Yeah. Find okay, the yeah, that's fair. Find uh, the Korea corner. But I have <laughs> my, my last in-person one was yesterday. That one ended well. Then I woke up and took one late this morning. Almost like Will, I, I nearly slept through it. I think um, that makes three of us because I heard Grayson earlier this morning also slept through his. So. Yeah, I, it started um, at, like it opened at 8, and like my alarm was set for 7.30 to get up, make a cup of joe, and get ready. And I woke up at 8.20. Um, so I wasn't like late, late because it was up until 10.30, but I, I rushed through it. Senioritis is running rampant here at, uh, at WEGL. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, I probably woke up earlier for this final show because I couldn't miss it uh, than I would have for an 8 a.m. exam. So that's, that's all I have to say about that. Was so, it hard to fall asleep last night? I was, man, that? it was... You were itching. I was ready. I, I I was just I was preparing my bits. I was writing my material. It's kind of a it's like it's a weird 
it's a weird feeling. It's like a really good feeling, but it's also kind of sad. I know exactly what you mean. Melancholy. Good to go. Sweet. Bittersweet's kind of a clap, clap for the word. Clapping at every another word. another word. Um, okay, so yeah, we're our, the senior. The seniors are senioring, is what I hear. Dude, it's like it's like it's it's almost cliche to be like enjoy it while you're here, like because my dad went here and that's all he used to tell me. And like, I don't mean to sound like that, but like, there's a lot of like younger underclassmen in the room, like and but like that's like completely true. Like, like my freshman year, like. Looking back on it, like, seems like it was yesterday I was getting dropped off at the quad and, like, entering here in the Weagle. But, like, it's literally, like, it's the fastest four years ever. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine about it yesterday. And, I, I mean, I went into full townie mode. I was like, man, them adults were kidding, man. <laughs> it goes – it literally, like you were saying about getting dropped off in the quad, I feel like my junior year never even happened. I feel like I went straight from the end of my freshman year straight into my senior year. Yeah. Like, sophomore year – it was one of the like my more favorite years. I mean, all four years have been awesome. Yeah, like sophomore year, like I remember the majority of it up until spring break, obviously. And then like when we come back, like for the majority of last year, I'd say three fourths of last year, like just wasn't like normal. Towards the end of the year, we didn't have mass and graduation was somewhat normal, so like that was fine. But then this year, getting back into the swing of it was almost like dang, we missed out on a year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. COVID sucked. Moral mm-hmm. of the story. Yeah, I do. I do feel like I missed out on a lot of stuff just because I didn't. Um, really jump into things as as wholeheartedly as I would as the the person I am now five years removed from my first year of college. Hey man, you got you got your victory lap. You're good it's, on it's that. It's so end. so different. I mean, but I feel like even yeah, even though I I, I t- did take a fifth year, I feel like I got started so late. I feel like really the person I am now has only been around for for like three years, just True. because of how much changed in my life um, for, after the first two. So. That's that's something I would I would stress is to just try not to miss out on anything. Like, go go for say yes to almost every, every opportunity. opportunity you can because there there comes to a point where you're not going to be able to say yes to any everything because you're going to have a bunch of stuff tying you down. So what you got to do while you're in college unencumbered and just enjoy every moment because you know they're going away pretty soon. One piece of advice that my dad told me was before I got to Auburn was like don't be four years from now when you're graduating look back saying I wish I would have done something like get involved like Jack was saying like be at the point where you almost have no free time like you're constantly doing something or you're with friends or you're just going out and doing stuff that you're going to remember years from now and that you're going to enjoy doing Mm -hmm. Um, now come to the student center on a Sunday and make a funny introduction to your segment on a show with Jared because you get to play it in four years on your final episode yeah some of the the best like random Weagle memories I have, like just kind of ones that I know I'm going to remember is just showing up here random late nights just because I'd be like in my dorm freshman year and didn't want to be there and I wanted to go listen to music. That was before I even really knew how to work dad. I would just swipe in at like 10 o'clock at night and hang out here till like 2 in the morning just kind of not even studying, just kind of living here in a yeah. sense. And it's <laughs> it's just been so much fun, dude. It explains the smell. <laughs> yeah, it kind of smells in here. That's what I'm saying. No, it really it attracts one to one. It smells like salad. It smells like <laughs> he said salad. Like Ten people in this time. Davis knows. Davis knows. Davis. Kn- those who know, it's a reference. <laughs> no. Wow, Davis. Truly, I had no idea. <laughs> You're and so that being, what is it, Alex? I don't know, Davis. There you go. But that- <laughs> 
enlighten us. <laughs> yeah, tell us, man. <laughs> what that is, is the sound of that mic squeaking is killing me. Right I hope, I hope. Me the, and JP the were sitting in the bullpen, pick up the boom and a certain, squeaking. a certain member of Weagle came in and started talking about how it smelled so bad in there. It like, do you guys like smell the it? NPC, like the direct go-to conversation. Wow, it smells time. in here. Y'all smell that? And we we're like, no. I, th- I went. I think it's just you. <laughs> Who was the certain member? I will not say. Yeah, oh, we can't what? say who it is. Was it Carl? Yes. What? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it yeah, was Carl, it was famous member of Weagle, Carl. <laughs> um, Davis and I have another memory in here, and this exact <laughs> one. with Carl. Yeah, with Carl. this is one of Davis and I's like first like memories hanging out in the studio together was when Carl made a shot on the the basketball goal that used to be up there, and I never realized how bad Carl's vision was until Missed that so day. errantly. <laughs> he was probably standing where Bay Marks is mm-hmm. sitting, and then the goal was back there. I think it hit the ceiling like No, right no, it did not. <laughs> Wait, no, did it go it straight mi- into the wall? I would have just pretended. It went it. to the wall, but like seven feet over from the goal <laughs> and too high. It did not hit the ceiling. It was. He shot it from his chest like it was a chest pass. But, you know, even Carl. if we're going to defame Carl like this, we have to just – It was his birthday on Monday. Carl. That man cannot be defamed. Are you, are you Happy birthday, Carl. No, I'm saying – no, if it wasn't for Carl, Weagle actually would smell horrible. It's not that it smells Carl, Miss Charlestine, Miss Dot. Oh, they're so sweet. Got to give shout-outs to them. Absolutely. I love them. Big props. Big, my, my favorite Thanks. Carl memory is the uh, – this is back OG Extra Point. The day after the Capital City Classic in which – Jack, uh, Bay, and Jacob went to Montgomery and watched Auburn lose in extra innings to Alabama in baseball for a one-game uh, showdown. Day after on the extra point, Carl comes in, as he always does, back when the trash can was still in here. Do we still have a trash can in here? Uh, I believe we do. Yeah, so I think he just gave up. Carl would come change the trash He's every learned day not to come in during inside, uh, and, and he would always lean into the mics and try and say something. So the protocol was if Carl came in, uh, Jacob and Carter had to be quiet because their mics were going to be off because Carl would say something we're not allowed to say on the radio into the mic. And then uh, so one day he opted to just <laughs> pretend to hit Jacob with an invisible baseball bat <laughs> after uh, Alabama defeated Auburn in baseball. So that's going to be my lasting memory. That video might still exist on the WGL YouTube page. I, I believe that we're playing Alabama, what, next weekend? That's right, yeah. After, after Arkansas this weekend, Alabama's next weekend, so. Do I say bye to Carl? Like, I saw him when I was walking in today, and I was like, yes. let me say bye one or, like, say uh, all right now, like, one more time to him. But all I right. Just, I knew I was going to be late for compact discourse. He was know. walking away, like, into an elevator, and I just yelled, War Eagle Carl, and then about two minutes later, I just hear him go, Roll Tide! And I'm it's, like, what the? It's Go Hogs this weekend. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Face Arkansas. Woo pig. All right, Woo we got to hit another quick break when we return. The final half hour of Compact Discourse, the final secret bottom of the hour song, and a whole lot more as I issue out some thank yous and some goodbyes to everyone here at WEGL and around the world as we sign off for the last time on Compact Discourse. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Myself screaming in the hotel room. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com. And to those of you listening after the fact on our podcast, we thank you for doing so as well, as well as listening to the entire backlog of shows all the way back to back in September. JP, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It's real having you here. It's visceral. It's raw. 
live stories, live emotions, live with Compact Discourse. Live with DJP. Hit indeed, it. Indeed, indeed. All right, we've got some more people hanging out with us. Davis and Bay Marks, what's up? We're living life. Howdy. What's up, guys? Bay's sitting in my lap right now for some reason. He has his own chair, but it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> this, it's a the, whole thing. These are the times I wish we still had the cameras live in the studio to just prove this wrong. I think if <laughs> nobody can disprove it at this point. We have some pretty damning evidence for the fire marshal if the uh, cameras were still live right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, uh, we're kicking it here on a... Cinco de Mayo morning here for the final episode of Compact Discourse, final half hour of Compact Discourse. So I think it's only appropriate if we all issue out some thank yous to those of us who were able to make everything happen here today across all the years, across all the stars. So I will have to start with thanking all of our station managers that we have had here at WEGL over my five years. It's all the way back to John Horton, my first year, who I had class with. Here's a, fair, here's a funny anecdote. So I joined Weagle, right, in October of 2017. And I didn't know who the station manager was. I didn't know we had a station manager. We're a college radio station. We don't need that. So <laughs> I just came in and do my show every week, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. And then, so cut to January, I'm sitting in history class in Mel, and I'm sitting at a table with this guy. And he said, yeah, I'm going to Weagle after this. And I said, oh, that's interesting. I do Weagle. And he said, oh, that's interesting. I'm the station manager. So... <laughs> That that's you know that's the that's our kind of organization we used to be. Um, so that then I started going to meetings because I found out we had meetings. So uh, that was interesting, and that's how I really got involved in things and met the staff and ended up being on staff. So then I'll also give a sh- shout out to Noah Gardner, who was our second year station manager for me at least. Noah Gardner came off the bench. He was out in the real world. He came back to Weagle well, when a need was uh, needed. He came in and filled in. Uh, when no one else would answer the call of duty. So we were appreciative of them for that. He led Weagle through some very interesting times. He was uh, the one who put me on staff as uh, production director. So thankful to him for that. And uh, he really made a, made a name for himself in the uh, local radio scene as well. So we're proud of everything Noah has done after graduating as well. So he's still making a name for himself. He's, he's out there killing it, man. He really is. He's actually now a teacher, you know. Noah, if if you're out there, we're proud of you, bud. Yeah, I love listening to you on 106.7 back when you did that. It really, uh, really, it really gave some context to what we did here on Weagle. Right, and third station manager, got to give a shout out to Brent Askew, who killed it in all aspects of everything, from making the station manager's office look like the coolest room in the student center to bringing the TV into the bullpen that has brought productivity to an absolute standstill. And the TV, the TV on top of Grayson's, well, Luke's desk. oh That TV Uh-oh. up there has been so awesome having that up there. So we can do multiple monitors. We normally have Spotify up there. What she did, though, with bringing the, the whiteboards in here, she, she made her, it a workspace. Her doing that to that room inspired me to attempt to turn this room into what it is now. This room has character. It has character. It used to it have some characters. To, absolutely. <laughs> the I detect no lies. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, we also, yeah, we, we revamped the lights in the uh, in the bullpen after they nearly killed me <laughs> <laughs> trying to restring them. So that was that was nice. And uh, really, yeah, brought the plaques, made made Weagle, made made the office of station manager a true institution that should be coveted. And that brings it over to Breland McHenry, who led us through the COVID-19 pandemic for that entire year, um, navigating all the, Z- the Zoom meetings through the good, bad, and ugly. Um, for those of you <laughs> iPhone who, one. who may have been privy to iPhone 1 crashing the party one time. That was my first Weagle meeting. 
That was Aaron's that was first week. Aaron's meeting. first yeah, week. Yeah. Meeting. yeah, what an intro. Well, I mean, pretty apt, I'd say. Yeah, that's how most of them are. Let, that, them, know, let them know what you get into. That's probably into. the craziest Weagle meeting we've ever had. He would just bust in there. Hey, can y'all stop clowning around, man? I said, yo, all right, all right, let's let's grow up and stop growing <laughs> whatever I said. Yes. Phallic yeah. And then it all just went downhill from there. But we had a great year. Thank you, Breland. Yeah. Breland, she killed it. She she like a champ. She was like Washington crossing the Delaware for uh for bringing Weagle through COVID. So and she's moving up too, man. She's, she's, she's big, big Pepsi girl. She's like a manager now. She's like Michael Scott now. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said it. No, like if you any go to Never any minds. restaurant that serves Pepsi in the she's Chattanooga, there. In the Chattanooga she's greater metropolitan area, she's there. She's there. She's, she's working there. Hard. She brought the Pepsi there. Do, do, she's do, forklift do, do. certified. Ain't no it. way. Had easy that's, breezy that's, with Breland. That's the dream of any person graduating from Weagle is to finally get that forklift certified. Heavy machinery. Drive drive a machine running on propane. That's what you want to do. Um, we've also got, of course, Grayson Moyer to thank for everything that he did. Um, to make Weagle what it is today. Really brought just an iron fist to the office. <laughs> Not a pushover. This guy was on top of things at all hours of the day, putting in way more work than he needed to, but we're all extremely appreciative of him for doing so, and I just want to give my sincerest thank you to Grayson for everything he's done for Weagle over the past year, um, even if that's just sometimes dealing with Brit, so nobody else has to. Thank you, Grayson. Grayson was a very servant leader. Not not that any of the other ones that we experienced weren't. They all were servant leaders, but to speak to Grayson's character, even before he was station manager and was on staff, or not even when he was on staff, if anybody in the group me ever said, hey, can somebody swipe me in for my show tonight without swipe access, Grayson as far as I can remember, was always one of the first people to say, yes, I'm on the way. I mean, he, he was the very – like, like Jack said, he was always here. He was always improving stuff. He was the most knowledgeable about the station. Um, he, he did a truly fantastic job in my eyes as well, especially with it being our last year here. And to con- continue on about that, Grayson has put Weagle first in, I'd say, 99% of every situation. And it's just been so impressive, especially seeing Grayson grow over the past – four years because I remember he tried out for station manager freshman year because Bryn was the only other person and he wanted to go for it and he didn't get it and I remember after that I was like I have a feeling that he's going to be the the station manager senior year because I mean I think most of us in here know that he, he and I both went for it that year and I remember in my interview um after I knew he went first and I like went into the interview feeling somewhat prepared but after knowing that he had gone first and how much preparation he had been into it, I remember my final remarks were like, no matter who you go with, you cannot go wrong. And I have just the old – I would not have, I not had, still have, just the utmost respect for Grayson and all the hard work that he's put into. One of the smartest people I've ever met, one of the hardest working people, and I cannot wait to see what you are going to do next, my friend. So thank you for Indeed. Everything. No one better at coming on here and filling time than Grayson. And getting farther away from the camera. I, I think. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I've heard. I've heard from numerous people that like between Jack and Grayson, we know everything. Like that's that's the the breadth True. of human knowledge is contained in our two minds. So if you get us together, walking encyclopedias. That's right. What does corduroy mean? How do you spell it? These are the um, questions people want to know. And sometimes Grayson has the answer. Sometimes Jack has the answer. <laughs> uh, pontificate is one of my new favorite words. Hey. So thank you. Proffer. There you go. It's another great word. I don't know what that means. Expostulate. Oh, 
Xbox. I gotta Zoom. give another shout out to Grayson's YouTube. Hit it, Grayson. Hit it. The the stuff that gets recommended on Grayson's YouTube is always so insanely interesting. I've never been in, yeah. I've never managed to break into like that side of YouTube because I have the most basic live music, uh, video game YouTube, and I'll walk into BH. And the we'll video be some of guy the, restore a saxophone a trombone, he pulled out of a dumpster. That is incredible. <laughs> like I, I feel like Grayson could literally do that if he wanted to. And that's I don't know, that just it's incredible. The Escape Flamingo video will always be peak. Escape Flamingo? You know what Yeah, we're talking about, about animals running wild. We sure were. Too. Yeah. That that like I said, Grayson and I are great at killing time. Um that, that's all we're ever trying to do on this show is fill time. Um, with that, we'll also give a quick shout-out to the one and only Luke Walker, who will be taking over the reins of this crazy Santa sleigh uh, coming <laughs> over to the next year. Yes. He's, in, he's installing a wall right now with his face. It just says, Weagle, 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 on repeat. That's right. It's, it's certainly an art piece. He's going to make the trains run on time. That's C, all I have C, to say. C, C. So we, we are extremely thankful for Luke to for also, I mean, just extending the, the Weagle engineer to Weagle station manager pipeline that has been established. Luke Ness Walk. The Luke Ness Monster, the technician. Luke um, killed it on the Weagle flag football team. Mm-hmm. I think, and on the Weagle basketball team. He and Bay right. Marks led us to victory. Um, Luke was the point god that game. <laughs> he, he was the CP3 to my <laughs> Michael Jordan, whatever you want to say. Compared, I don't, I'm saying... I'm saying I'm saying I was the Michael Jordan of that game. Security. <laughs> You're Michael Jordan in that game, bro. I had KD numbers. I had like seven and like six. You cannot go with Dude. the with the humble. <laughs> in a pickup Michael game, like Jordan, that's like that's an equivalent of like so seven and six in a pickup game. I had like the KD numbers. went seven and six in a pickup game. Dude, that, that's goat like in a pickup game. Yeah, but, but uh, did Michael Jordan, especially when he scored ten points in the second half, that was however a pickup game. If it was a pickup game to twenty one, I'd agree with you. But this one was actually two core or two halves. And what a so of a set, you, had a, you had a good game. Hey, we still, the wins it was a good game. A There's no, no, no not we, we had to put a certain student media group yeah. in their place. Let's just say that. All the trash they were talking Let the door just open. to get Eye, we put you in your like place. They they I want someone to run up so bad. That dude in the Steve Nash jersey was crazy. Yeah, yeah that boy went we off. We had the game plan for him. All right, awesome. well, I guess I got to go around the room and say something nice to everybody now that wasn't a station manager. I like your shirt, JP. JP, I do like your shirt. JP, I want to thank you oh, for your... Ex- let me put my sunglasses on before I start crying. All right. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I can go last. JP, I want to thank you for your extreme enthusiasm and everything you've done here at Weagle. Everything that you do seems to be working towards making not only the product you can put out here on the radio better, but also the lives around of those around you more impactful. I feel like you're the kind of person that once you meet, you will never forget whether that's for good reasons, for bad reasons. Otherwise, if you're just going to share a story, JP is going to find his way in it. It is no surprise to me why you seem to know everybody everywhere we go because you make a lasting impact on just about anybody you interact with. Can't take me anywhere. That's right. Get the needles Will out. Root, I want to say that you, you bring a level of seriousness to uh, this station that we desperately need. You're always very buttoned up and appropriate at all times. I want to say thank you for um, carrying the offense of the WEGL flag football team to victory against Cupola after they scorned me for four years. Felt really good to beat them at a sport. Uh, um, you you were the offensive player of the game to my defensive player of the game, and I will cherish that forever as uh, 
as we took down Cupola. And that's that's gonna be my lasting memory. But as far as the guy that's always down to have a good time, that is Will Root, and I'm I'm down to have plenty of good times with you in the future. We're damn ready to do right, that. Who's next, Logan? Logan, I must say you are a breath of fresh air that Weagle so desperately needed. As, as we got very stale in our old age, I'm very uh, very excited to have Weagle in the good hands of people like you who can be around for a while, affect some change, and uh, make a difference in terms of what Weagle can do in the future. Um, I never am ceased. Uh, every time I talk to Logan, I get more impressed about a reference that he gets or some piece of media that he's also seen that I think only I and Davis have seen. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing to have someone like that join the organization. Daniel, you've been absolutely fantastic to everyone here at the organization. To go from just a fan of Weagle to someone who's absolutely uh, taking charge in what you do over at the sports department, I'm really excited to have plenty of laughs with you, to have someone as passionate as you uh, in charge of the sports department. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. Baymarks, unbelievable experience we've had in the jungle together. Every single time we've been interacting together, something crazy happens. So we're in the right place at the right time, whether that's, you know, driving all the way to Greenville together, whether it's going to Hardee's for the first time and getting a chicken biscuit, or whether that was just, you know, constantly getting um, blocked out by you in pictures taken at the sideline of the basketball game. You were the uh, the Sullivan to my Mike Wazowski, so that's uh, I cannot say how indebted I am to you for making the jungle fun and uh, keeping Jacob in check when I'm not around to do so. Davis, you've been absolutely amazing waking up every single morning to come do Compact Discourse with me. I know it's not always what you want to be doing, but I am eternally indebted to you for making sure that I'm not just sitting here in the studio talking to myself every morning. So I want to thank you for always being down to watch something together or talk about something or, you know, receive my bad faith arguments to your many hypotheticals. Who would the monkey vote for? That's what I, that's, I'm going to be asking myself that for many years to come. So I hope you find that answer. <laughs> well, I'll be chasing that dragon for years to come. Aaron, you've been phenomenal in everything you do. You are the front facing part of the organization with the social media. Everything you make there was unbelievable. We've had a lot of different directions. The social media has gone over my five years here and I can without a doubt say that it's never looked better and never communicated clearer what Weagle's all about than it does right now. Griggs, you've been amazing. Griggs, you always make me laugh on Twitter. You're always there at the jungle. I'm so happy to have you on the jungle staff, and it's going to be unbelievable to be a part of an organization where you and Daniel can do your thing. You guys are an unbelievable combination. You guys are like the new Bay and Jacob. I know. It's just could be disrespectful to either party, depending on how you take that. <laughs> but uh, that's that's how I just why well, I want to say, Griggs, um, you you you've come out come out of nowhere and quickly become one of the people that makes me laugh the most. And I love nothing more than to laugh a lot. So I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Alex, oh, where to begin? Alex, I, I will. It is not your fault. I, I will say this is this is recency bias, but I will say that. Um, you coming in the Compact Discourse and something that has somehow never happened before, just me and Alex doing a show together, how quickly and easily we were able to get along and make a great show without arguing at each other. No dead time. Just watch some movies. We had a good time. We have similar interests, even though we may not look like it. And even though you, you can take a punch just as well as you throw one. So that's, that's, much, that. that's much needed oh, when you true. hang around me. Um, I want to thank you for having me on through the lens a number of times to talk about 
some of my favorite movies, letting me do my impressions, letting me make my bad jokes. And uh, I, I will remember those episodes forever because they are so much fun to do. And I got to say, Through the Lens is one of my favorite shows to listen to. So thank you for making that happen every thank week. Thank you, Jack. We'll see you next year for the Ocean. I'll be trilogy. back for Matt Damon's fake nose. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Rio, you have been... And Alex is leaving. Alex, Alex is leaving. <laughs> he just had to hear his. <laughs> like maybe four minutes. So uh, Rio, you've been another welcome contribution to Weagle as it's as it's gotten very very stale and uncomfortable for for us us geezers here getting out of here. So uh, once again, you're another person, much like Logan, who I've been very excited about having on the staff in the future. Your sense of humor is so unbelievably in tune with what we need here at Weagle, whether that's the Lost MP3 or Birds Aren't Real. That's the kind of that's the kind of shows we need on Weagle, and the kind of music you're playing is what keeps college radio at its best. So thank you, Real. Thanks, man. Dylan, you take pictures, you wear a bucket hat, you have a mustache. Like, <laughs> those are like three unassailable personality traits that I can't escape from. So Dylan, uh, thank you for making jokes constantly. Thank you for never taking anything too seriously, but thank you for putting in work to make Weagle one of the coolest organizations on campus because everything you do, hardest working guy at Weagle, because everything you're doing, even though it may be abrasive at times, it may be uncomfortable for everybody, you're working towards the great goal of Weagle and that cannot be understated, so thank you. Cameron, we live next to each other. That was a big surprise. You wore a pizza costume to my Halloween party. I can't forget about that. You're hilarious on Twitter. Um, I'm excited to see your new burner account flourish. So um, uh, you, you, much like the other new crop of staff members we have coming in, are the exactly legal men and women that we need running this organization because we're funny, we're hardworking, and we have a good time. So we need that. So thank you. Grayson, I already talked about you, and I'll cry if I say anything else. So um, Adrian, you know, you're hilarious. You're every, <laughs> I, I, every, every, every joke that I'm about to make, Adrian is there to beat me at the punch because, so I don't, I, I feel like what, what we need here at Weagle is just some more people like that because great radio doesn't happen unless you're laughing along with everybody else. So thank you. Thank you for being here, everybody. I got to give some you. more, some more thank out. Thank yous to Britt and Billy who have been our fearless leaders throughout uh, my five years here. They've absolutely killed it. Everything we need, they're able to provide and uh, they've been unbelievable in supporting everything that we need to do here at Weagle. You got something to say, JP? I just wanted you to say thank you. Mouth agape. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Britt and Billy. You guys have been absolutely phenomenal. Could not ask for better student leaders than you guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> Leaders of students, rather. <laughs> incredible. Absolutely yep. incredible. I want to thank all of Yeah, just inspirations. Every one of you. Every Everything that we do here on Compact Discourse is not... Anything that comes from me is something that I have to reflect based on all of you. So everything that comes out of my mouth into this microphone is something that is a reflection of what you guys impress upon me, and I try to impress upon you. So thank you all for being here. Thank you all for being with me on Compact Discourse. Thank you. All right, folks. I think that's a wrap. Thank you for an awesome year of Compact Discourse. We look to have another awesome year coming up as I depart and we take over. We're picking a name for the show right now. I mean, they're reading my will before I'm even dead is what I'm hearing. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm hearing. And uh, for one last time, let's do the outro. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna from WeagleFM.com or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our episodes are available as a podcast, absolutely PSA break free, wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDISCAU, that is at C-D-I-S-C-A-U on Twitter for links to that podcast, information about the show, and a whole lot more. You can also tweet at us to get your opinion on the show. We are Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You can follow the station at WEGL underscore AU on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for all of the updates over the summer. And our team of marketing professionals is working tirelessly to provide you with high-quality content for fans of the station. And with that, for your host, Jack Hart, and every single guest we've ever had on the show, we wish you a great summer. We will talk at you at some point on another episode of Compact Discourse. This is Jack Hart signing off, and as always, War Eagle.